Welcome everyone to the Almost Cancelled TV News Podcast. I am Peter, then joining me as always is Connor. I'm tired, but I'm here. It's very late. It's Friday night. I didn't get home from work till just under an hour ago. It's very late. This will be getting out on Sunday. And you can, uh, you, you, you'll, and what you'll soon come to realize, and I imagine the the runtime of this episode will reflect this. There is a reasonable amount of things to discuss. <laughs> I, I, I had quite the Friday night work. I had to do some ad hoc pl- emergency plumbing at two a.m. I have no plumbing training, but well, I don't, it, I don't it, know. It I, I, I don't know. We do sort through a lot of shit. On the news, we do, we do, yes. (laughs) So I don't know if that's entirely. I'll list that on my resume in future. Entirely true. Uh, There. Yes, professional sorter through shit. (laughs) Amateur sorter through shit. Semi pro, semi pro at that at least. Come on. Semi semi pro shit. Yes, very very good. Um. So yeah, we got some renewals and cancellations again. Uh, uh, Mostly renewals this week, actually. Mainly mainly because they they cancelled most things last week. So, so, yeah, um, I, you know, we we got trailers. Uh, I didn't necessarily put in every single trailer. Apparently, there was a whole reel of CBS trailers which I did not put in. Oh, thank you. Partly because I'm like I won't have anything to say about them either. Like I, I could have put a sick joke and made you watch like five CBS trailers. You and think then... I would have actually watched them all? <laughs> and I'd be like, <laughs> I didn't watch any. <laughs> See, the thing is, if you'd sent me all those. I'd have done the same thing to you. God, I didn't watch any. Uh, that would have been a fun segment. We're both doing it to each other. So, uh, yeah, we got trailers. We got premiere dates. We have some new things announced. We got some other bits and pieces to talk about. A couple of interesting bits and pieces about upcoming. I'll be the things. judge of that. I don't think they're interested enough. Uh, so we'll we'll dive straight into them with some renewals then. So we we got was this five ABC renewals. So these probably won't mean a whole bunch. I, I, yeah, I want to say I don't think ABC have anything on right now that I have any remote interest in. That's fair. Um, I have a vague, surprise me. I have a vague idea of what two of them are. The other oh, three, oh. The, the other three I've never heard of. That's think. a good start. Right, let, let's go. So. Uh, renewed for season three is Home Economics, which I think is a comedy. Uh, I'll tell you what, not heard of that one. Renewed for season two is The Wonder Years. Obviously, it's the reboot. Yeah. Uh, so, that, yeah, let's start with that, is more or less. Uh, renewed for season five, and this is one of these things where I go, wait, how's that on season five? Like, I feel like we were just talking about, like, the controversy at the end of season one. But The Connors has been renewed for season five. That's the Roseanne show. <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah. Did we not just talk about her getting fired for being a cow? Like, <laughs> Time is a fickle bitch. <laughs> I feel like that was like six months ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does feel like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, she was really racist, right? That was, was that what it was? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, That's why I just said cow, because I couldn't remember exactly what it was, but uh, I figured that covered the... Just, just a generally awful human being, from, yeah. from what I gathered. Uh, Big Sky has been renewed for season 3 which is a comedy I'd never heard of it the interesting bit that's attached to this though is that Jensen Ackles uh, from Supernatural and other things has been added to the cast for season 3 as a regular uh, he debuted as a guest star in the season 2 finale as like the new like boss of this workplace in the comedy so he's going to be in there in season 3 so he's a perfectly solid actor 
Yeah, he's likable enough. Um, he's got charisma, yeah. Yeah, it, it sounds like... Obviously, I'm, I, I just listed the reels and cancellations just to condense the tabs a bit because this, this really inflated them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sounded like he was coming in to be the new boss. So this was gonna, it's not quite a Michael Scott being replaced in the office because it's only you know season three, but uh, it sounds like they need a new... Uh, editor or sheriff or whatever whatever the workplace is i can't remember what the workplace is the big sky i have no idea what that is <laughs> yeah whatever it is but anyway so it's got season three renewed with a new uh regular uh lead well not lead it's an ensemble i think but you know uh yeah uh, and then a million little things has been renewed for season five it's on season five and i have no idea what it is so. i have no idea never heard of it yeah are you sure you've ever like ever mentioned it before? I don't. It doesn't sound familiar. I mean, it's possible that in a previous lineup like this, I've announced. It'll have been like, oh, it was renewed for season three, and yes. we've gone. Oh, I don't know what that is, and then we've both forgotten again. That's entirely possible, but you know, that's fine. Uh, moving over to Fox, who hadn't really announced much last week. Uh, I, I guess they started announcing things on Monday at their upfronts. Okay. Uh, but renewed for season four. Is nine one one Lone Star? Sure. Renewed for season six is nine one one. Obviously, and that was a last minute renewal. That was kind of under the wire a little bit, but they announced it uh, mm. quite late on. Uh, same with the Resident, which is season six. That's been renewed for. It's okay. a medical show. I remember vaguely. Yeah. Uh, Welcome to Flatch, which is a comedy, season two, been renewed okay. for. I don't, I don't remember that one, but sure. And then Call Me Cat, renewed for season three. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Fox have presumably more uninteresting shows on. Yes, uh, and you know one of the things that I should mention here is that I do ignore anything that is non-scripted. So I did see headlines for like Dancing with the Stars and other shit like that this week oh, yeah, been renewed. Yeah. But you we, know. we have strong opinions on those. <laughs> American Idol, I think, got renewed. I don't care. That's still going. I th- yeah, yeah. Jeez, it's you know. Uh, but just away from the regular networks, a couple other ones. Uh, HBO renewed Barry for season four. I know Tim loves this show. Yeah, it's very popular with like like it. It doesn't seem to be talked about a lot, but the people who like it really like it. Yeah, and um, oh, I've forgotten his name. The guy's in it, but he's directed all eight episodes of season four. Well, and I assume that's like a kind okay. an like a expected thing because he's probably done it with the previous seasons. But uh, yeah, Hader, Bill Hader, is that him? Yes. There you go. Uh, tell you. Uh, and then the other one is Netflix have renewed for seasons two and three. Ooh. Heartstopper. Okay, I'm not surprised. That was a recent, like in the last week or two that that aired. Oh, was it? And it, it's a, like a adaptation of a, like a teen romance. Oh, OGM, I see. Like, oh, is this know, like a... Thing. Is this like a series of unfortunate events where they're renewing it for the rest of the story just to make sure it's done or something? Possibly. I think there's quite a few volumes, though. Oh, I think, okay, like, all right. I think there's you know, a good, healthy amount, but like, maybe it's lock it in early while they're, while they're still at a reasonable age. They they have cancelled a lot of things at season two recently, so this at least this is one thing that's made it to season three. I, I, know, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if you actually have the Doctor Who news in here at all, um, but... The one of the actresses from Heartstopper is is the new companion. Oh, that was announced this week, and it, it was a whole big thing because. So they announced the Doctor last week, the week before, which again I'm sure you don't even have. 
because I don't remember us talking uh, about it. Did you know? I, I had I did have kind of a thing planned for this, but you, do you want to do your thing now and then we'll? we'll oh no, just, I can't. Yeah. No, no. So, so the thing I was going to do is I was hoping that you were going to be tired and there was going to be so much news that you weren't going to think about it, and I was going to take my outro just yell there was like three doctor who things but i didn't bring them up and we're out of time bye guys and then just uh, end the show well i'm too late now they're all yeah 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 i know david Tennant's coming back for a special or something I, yeah well we don't know what that is exactly we know it's something to do with the 60th but that's the for me the least interesting part of the news i'm like there's sure, a new doctor there's a new companion there's, there's going to well, be more those, those are the more interesting things with the casting and there's, there's obviously a certain subset of the internet which are outraged because you have a a black, I believe, gay man as the Doctor, which isn't surprising. You, you know, uh, Rusty Davis, who's the returning showrunner, is is a gay man himself. So this isn't like you know a big shock that come from. And then the new companion is uh, a black trans actress who this thorn that's in Heartstopper. So of course, there's a whole section of the internet that is furious. But who cares? Because apparently she's playing Rose, and. Pete's staring at me blankly, but no, I know. I mean, I, I get why that's. And, and like, like, I, I assume it's what, meant. What, to what be, is going on? I assume it's meant to be the same rose. Then is it meant? Well, they're being very coy about that. Okay. He he, he just said yes, yes, that's right. Rose is back uh, in the announcement, and it's it's like huh, okay. It, it's it's very up in the air about what the hell is going on, and it's very intriguing. All right, you put it up. We're done. Uh, yeah, so cancellations. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, carry on. I got off my chest now. <laughs> Cancellations. Uh, oh, here's one that will break your heart. Riverdale's ending with season seven. Is it actually? Yep, yeah, that's this week. Now, unlike the other shows that get cancelled last week, this one actually is knowing getting into its final mm. season, so they're actually going to be able to write an ending to it. But... How do you write an ending to that <laughs> shit inside it? And they've also pushed it back, and it's not starting until mid-season. But it's going to be its final seventh season. Is it a full season still, with it being mid-season? Um, they've not actually said, I don't think, but uh, I did see an article that said they expected to still get a full order, which is not irregular, because a couple of LCW shows have done this, where they'll not start till January, but still get 22 episodes. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely happened. Just so not always the case, but... Um, I mean, if it ends up being like 16, like a legend season, I mean, is it really going to upset you that much? No. And let's be honest, seven seasons is not exactly bad still, by no. any... By any metric, seven seasons of any show is still like, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, no, nothing to be upset about seven seasons. Uh, so they've got one last season to... I mean, I'd say they can do whatever they want now, but they've already done um, most things under the sun. So it's just <laughs> I, a case I of don't topping know what's themselves. left for them to do. Like, where do you go? The moon? I think they've done that already. <laughs> Mars? I mean, I don't know. I don't... <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure they've done alternate universes already so I, I mean is the moon that exciting anymore i know someone's got superpowers or multiple people have superpowers i'm not sure how many have superpowers but those superpowers <laughs> yeah i believe it's superpowers after returning from a parallel earth or something to do with or, or something to that effect oh they went to the Arrowverse and came back with some meta powers <laughs> okay right. they got stabbed with uh deathstroke juice apparently supernatural was doing some like, uh, parallel universe stuff in its final few seasons Oh, the, the 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 CW multiverse. Basically, I'm thinking eventually they're going to do something where the Arrowverse, <laughs> the Supernatural verse, the Riverdale verse, everything's going to just collide. We just have to rebrand everything as the CW verse. Yeah. So, and isn't Nancy Drew, which they've still got going on, kind of a spin-off of Riverdale? 
and then they've got a new supernatural spin-off so technically now there's like multiple shows in each corner as well <laughs> yeah and Nancy Drew's gonna bring in, they, as well they can bring in the walker stuff oh walker's gonna have two shows yeah there you go it's <laughs> two more <laughs> why not tons of it um so yes that's ending with season seven uh fox have cancelled pivoting after one season uh that was just presumably not just ross trying to get us over i was about to make the exact same joke that it's just a show about ross shining for sopra (laughs) there's a certain age range of people who that when you hear that word that is the only thing you think of pivot <laughs> um, and then Hulu have cancelled after one season Marvel's Modoc. That's the animated Modoc show. Oh, that was the Pat Oswald one, right? I, I don't know. Yeah, it came and went. I feel like it was Pat Oswald. I remember it being in the news, like when it was going to happen. I don't really remember when it came out or anyone talking. I didn't realise it. it had came out, yeah. but I, I feel like it was Pat Oswald. So there you go. That's all the cancellations that were, at least I saw that were worth mentioning. Um, on Deadline this week, so. Do you know what didn't get cancelled? What didn't get cancelled? Doctor Who, so we're all good. Just you wait. The BBC's, uh, uh, oh, the BBC's uh, going private soon. Doctor uh, Who's uh, days are numbered. Well, if, if Sony slash Bad Wolf hadn't stepped in, I, I'm pretty sure Doctor Who would have been cancelled already. Okay. Like, that's, that's where it's at right now. Oh, is this like, um... That Bendis adaptation, is this a PlayStation Network exclusive? (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) I haven't thought thought about that in years. Thought thought about that in years. And... But for some reason, you mentioning Sony Step 10 just made me think of that one time they tried to do an original TV show on the PlayStation Network. Yeah, when I say Sony stepped in, it's more Bad Wolf stepped in and then Sony bought Bad Wolf. (laughs) <laughs> Fair enough. So, by by proxy, Sony stepped in. Uh, I, I don't think they're pushing to throw Doctor Who on PlayStation Network. Although, who knows? Maybe, maybe it'll help. Uh, but there you go. That's for and cancellations. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today, though. Uh, some premiere dates to bring up. Um, first up, Tulsa King. What is Tulsa King, you may ask? Well, I'll tell you, it's coming on the 13th of November. Uh, which is a Sunday. Well, a very long way out that they're telling us about this. Yes, yeah. Uh, Sylvester Stallone is involved in this, though, uh, which maybe gives it a bit... Directing, producing, acting? Uh, no, he's, he's in it. He's, he's the leading man. Okay, fair enough. This is uh, old man Stallone doing a, a... This is his first role in the TV show, bizarrely. Uh, Whatever. So, well, uh, I mean, I'm sure he's guested on something as a cameo, right, but... but... It's still like, a little bit yeah. surprising, right? Well, it's the same with Arnold. Arnold's in that one with, like, I think it's Netflix, and that's the first time he's ever had a, a TV role. Oh. Yeah. It's just, they come from a generation where doing TV for a long time was seen as, like, this uh, step down. And yeah. obviously it's not really that anymore. But so it's like, oh, no, some of them it's are doing that. It's the sort of thing that where I'm, like, mildly surprised they never did anything, like, in, in smaller parts, mm. you know, before they, they got their careers going. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Um... But no, no, they, they, they went straight to movies, basically. Uh, Fair enough. Stolen might have had a slight tangent through porn <laughs> before he got to the movies, <laughs> but, but yeah. Arnold might have... No, nah, I don't think Arnold did porn. Uh, he did talk about coming a lot in his uh, Pumping Iron uh, documentary. I never watched it. Uh, I've never seen it either, but Tara quotes the, the, the sentence to me all the time where he talks about how he's coming <laughs> everywhere. It's... Uh, 
with the accent, it really, you know, it paints a picture. It paints a picture, really. That's what you go with. It paints a picture. <laughs> Sorry. I'll come here everywhere, paints a picture. Is that, the, is that the takeaway I've got from this episode? <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Uh, the premiere... Jackson Pollock in the corner. So this is going to be on Paramount Plus, but the premiere will be simulcast on the Paramount Network. So it's going to get, get a chance to catch an audience on regular cable and then uh, be on their service. Yeah, they've tried so. this a few times, haven't they? Oh, yeah, but, yeah. You know, like, CBS did it with some of the Star Trek shows earlier on, right? Yeah, they're also going to air episode two uh, behind an episode of Yellowstone. And don't worry, we've got a lot of Yellowstone news later. Oh, everyone's favourite. Actually, I think a lot of people do like Yellowstone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so just to give you an idea what this is, because you're probably wondering what the hell is going on here. Oh, yes, please. Details. Uh, so hailing from Taylor Sheridan and Terrence Winter, Tulsa King follows New York Mafia Capo. Capo? Capo? I'm not sure how you say that word. Uh, Dwight the General Manfredi, played by Stallone, who, as he's released from prison after 25 years, is unceremoniously exiled by his boss to set up shop in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, realizing... That his mob family may not have his best interests in mind, Dwight slowly builds a crew from a group of unlikely characters to help him establish a new criminal empire in a place that, to him, might as well be another planet. So it's fish out of water, but it's like fish out of water, like aged crime hmm. boss trying to like build a new thing. Okay. Uh, the the premise itself doesn't like speak to me, um, but I, I was just double checking Taylor Sheridan because I recognise the name. Hmm. Um, He's he's actually written or co-written every episode of Yellowstone. Oh, uh, there you enough. go. But the things that I know I've I've seen of his that I actually really liked were the movies Hello High Water and Wind River. I never saw Wind River. Hello High Water was was a solid time. Yeah, I really enjoyed both those movies. What they were. Uh, Wind River's shockingly great. Uh, like that that really caught me off guard with. That's the one with uh, Jeremy Renner and someone, right? Yes. Yeah. But yeah. I'm very coming out. I never saw it though. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I caught it. Maybe last year or the year before on like Netflix or something, but it, it you know caught me off guard with how actually good it was because it looked fine. But... So you say is maybe you want to get into this Yellowstone universe that you've well, been... m- maybe Yellowstone's <laughs> for me. <laughs> Who knew? Honestly, I mean, not knowing the creator, although that does make it a little bit more interesting that he's got some cred behind him. It, it's the idea of Stallone in this role does inherently make it more interesting, I think, because mm. he's an actor with a lot of charisma and personality, but he's. He's uh, crime boss. Like he doesn't usually play villains, right? I, I think that's the first thing. But he's got a terrible likability to him, and I feel like there could be some interest in seeing him take on this role where he's he's finally you know hanging up the Rambo tank top and the Rocky boxing gloves and accepting that he maybe should take different types of roles that are more suited to his his age. Mm. Um, I. I mean, I'm not saying I'm super excited for it, but I'd say it's a lot more interesting because it's him than it would be if it was almost anyone else. It is. Between him and, you know, Sheridan having some cred there, I'm intrigued enough to probably check this out. Sure. I mean, unless there's a trailer in it, it looks utterly awful, which would put me right off. But other than that, yeah, I'm I'm kind of interested in this, surprisingly so, given the subject. It's uh, obviously a bit early for a trailer. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't expect that for a while. Yeah, I imagine this is just because we're in upfront season. I don't know if AMC necessarily have an upfront thing, but I don't know AMC, sorry, Paramount. Uh, but I mean, they will because they, I mean, they, they at least partly own 
uh, CBS and something else. So they'll have a presence, and I wonder if this is just a case of oh, we're announcing this a little bit in advance because we want to like you know show this to the press and everyone else. And hey, we got a star, we got Stallone, and this is a big deal. Yeah, could well be. Uh, so that makes sense to me. Uh, FX have set some pr- uh, summer premiere dates. Um, so you may know some of these, you may not know all of them, but I'll mention them all. Uh, the Old Man uh, is debuting on June 16th. More on that later. We got a trailer for that uh, this week. Uh, the Bear, which is a new comedy. Uh, so this is FX and Hulu, just because this one's on Hulu. <laughs> just before I said FX before, but because they're kind of tied together now. Um, yeah. So that's exclusively on Hulu. Whereas the ones that go to FX are on FX first and then Hulu the next day. So such a big difference. So they're all on Hulu, but the ones that are exclusive to Hulu don't air on FX, right? That's the difference. Yeah. Right. Uh, so the Bears a new comedy going to Hulu, June twenty third. Uh, July. Just Matt, that one. Yes, July twelfth. This is a good one, I think, for everyone. Is what we do in the shadows, season four. That's July. I, I swear, I, I do plan on actually watching some of it. It's so no, good. I, I've, I've seen the whole first season, and I think I've seen like a few episodes of the second season, and then I got busy. So good. Superb. I, I will I, I, party. I do love it. <laughs> and the neighbors rant about how Ocean's Twelve is. Something special, <laughs> and I've never seen Ocean's Twelve. I think I think those movies look stupid, but he really loves Ocean's Twelve. Have you not seen? Wait, have you seen any of the Ocean's movies? No, mm-hmm. you've not seen the same. You, you've not seen like just Ocean's Eleven. No, that is actually quite surprising to me. Something about it just didn't appeal to me. No, I know, but you've just seen like so many of all the the you know the the standard big movies sure. from that time period that I just assumed you'd have just caught it at some point. I don't know, something about a, a cast that all-star is just a bit too glossy for me, I guess. I don't know. Don't get me wrong, it's not, like, not going to blow your mind, but it's a solid, fun enough watch. At least uh, 11 is. Uh, the others are not as hot, but they're not <laughs> terrible. Well, I assume that's part of the joke, is him loving Ocean's 12. Yeah. Although there's a yeah, later... No, no, no one prefers 12 over 11. Although there is a later episode where he announces that you started to appreciate Ocean's 11, and it's not just a prequel to 12. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Didn't they just announce a new ocean, uh, Oceans, like, oh, 11s and, like, the 60s? I don't know. I feel, I feel like I read something about that this week. <laughs> if we start doing movie news again, maybe I'll know about it, but I don't. I'm just going to very quickly just see if I'm imagining things. Yeah, there is. It's starring Margot Robbie, and it's set in the, okay. Set in the 60s. Okay. Uh, and she's got that Barbie movie coming up with Ryan Gosling. Which uh, I am shockingly intrigued by because that's uh Greta Gerwig. Gerwig. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and also Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling of course I'm gonna watch that I saw a great tweet actually <laughs> this week saying every blonde actress in Hollywood is praying that Margot Robbie's visa gets like <laughs> like torn up <laughs> because she keeps getting all the good blonde roles <laughs> Yep. Yeah, uh, she does. That's just so funny. Amy. She's she's one of those rare stars that's still very bankable in that. Yeah. Her name has draw, no matter what the movie is, to some degree. Yep. Yep. Uh. Anyway, so back to this list. July twenty first. Uh, American Horror Stories installment two on Hulu. Oh, thrilling. I assume that means the season was split in half, and that's. I, I don't know, half. but it's it's more Brian Murphy, isn't it? Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I agree with that. Uh, Reservation Dogs Season 2 is debuting on Hulu on the 3rd of August. And then Welcome to Wrexham uh, is a new show on FX on the 24th of August. 
And then if that isn't about the uh, the, the Wrexham Football Club and its its takeover by um, what's his name from Always Sunny and Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> then then I don't care. Uh, is is the Wrexham Football Club spelt with a uh... W R? Yeah, yeah. Maybe it is that then. I don't know. Welcome, welcome to Wrexham. Yeah, welcome to Wrexham. Give a look. Oh, I think I've got a description to put it down here. Yeah, they've got them all. Oh, here we go. Oh, it is. Yeah. Ryan oh, Reynolds. It's a, docu- it's a documentary series about that. Oh, there you go. Aren't you, aren't you happy? I actually am. I'm very intrigued by that. It's, 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 kind of, it's been like one of those little stories in the background of the season that's kind of been kind of fun to follow. Hmm. Was there any of these other ones that I should read? I won't read the old man because we'll talk about the trailer. Uh, do you mind what the bear is? Kind of do because that's, that's right. a compelling title. I won't. I won't lie. The bear follows Carmen Carney Berzato. <laughs> I'll say that, I'm so into this. I'm going, to, I'm going to say that again just because anyone didn't follow that name. Carmen Carney Berzato, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, a young chef from the fine dining world. This is not going where I thought it was. <laughs> it <is not> <laughs> who, who comes home to Chicago to run his family sandwich shop. He came home! Coming home, oh. get drinking. Um, right, so he comes home to run his family sh- uh, sandwich shop. The original beef of Chicago land. <laughs> Alright. I love everything about this. After a heartbreaking death and his family. A world away from what he's used to, Carney... Uh, must balance the soul-crushing realities of a small business God ownership. It. God damn it! <laughs> a strong world. God damn you! <laughs> kitchen staff and his strained familial relationships. <laughs> that's personal. Oh, that is personal professional to a goddamn team. <laughs> all while grappling with the impact of his brother's suicide. That's still personal. <laughs> Not as funny, but it's still personal. <laughs> the bear is about food, family, and the insanity of the grind. I mean, even that was personal professional again. <laughs> the beauty of the oh, sense of urgency bastards. and the steep, slippery downsides. As Carney fights to transform both the original beast of Chicago land and himself, <laughs> again. The, the restaurant, I'm not doing it for each time. The restaurant and his personal life. That was it. That, that was the third time in the same description. <laughs> he works alongside a rough around the edges kitchen crew and ultimately reveal themselves as his chosen family. I <laughs> 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 it's eaten four times. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that last one is personal and professional. It's 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 just uh, it's, it's just personal. It just happened to all work together. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow that one description fit four personal and professional lives in various wording into the one thing. Oh, that is impressive. <laughs> it was it was when the first one started where I was like, this is textbook. I didn't even need to wait for you to get to the the professional or whichever way around it was. <laughs> oh, God. 
FX, what are you playing at? <laughs> Both of them. That is a, a, text, a textbook network description. Oh. I mean, if anything, it's worse than normal just because it means they're re- reiterating too much. <laughs> oh. oh, dear. Okay. Oh, I'm back, glad we read that one now. <laughs> back, to, back to the list. August 25th is oh. Little Demon. Uh, it's a new animated comedy on FXX. Uh, 13 years after being impregnated by Satan, this this is starting off well, a reluctant mother, Laura, and her antichrist daughter, Chrissy, Chrissy, (laughs) uh, attempt to live an ordinary life in Delaware. Of course, the devil's daughter lives in Delaware. Uh, (laughs) But are constantly thwarted by monstrous forces, including Satan, who yearns for the custody of his daughter's soul. Honestly, I kind of wish it wasn't animated because that sounds like it's sitcom to me. <laughs> it sounds like the uh, the teenage version of Reaper. Mm, okay. Did you ever watch Reaper? No, I didn't. No, it was kind of fun. It was, it was basically you know Freak of the Week Network stuff where he was the devil's kid. I, rem- and... I remember the ads on. Uh... Yeah, he had to, he had to capture escaped souls from hell. It okay. was fun enough. Yeah, I'm just wiping away the tears from uh, yeah. from the bear. <laughs> and then the final thing on this list is The Patient, a new limited series which is going to debut on Hulu on August 30th. Uh, the Patient is a psychological thriller from the minds of Joel Fields and Joe Weisberg, uh, who are behind The Americans, which is a very popular show on mm-hmm. FX. Uh, it's about a therapist, Alan Strauss, played by Steve Carell, uh, who's oh. held prisoner by a patient, Sam Fortnier, or Fortner, sorry, uh, who's played by Domhnall Gleeson, who reveals himself to be a serial killer. Sam has an unusual therapeutic demand for Alan. Curb his homicidal urges. Actually, sounds all right, to be honest. It does. That's a strong cast, and I never watched The Americans, but people like it a lot, so... I think, I hear the patient, I think, boring medical drama, but you hear me, no, no, this is about uh, a, a psychopathic serial killer wanting to be better, going to a, a therapist and saying, no, I'm going to Make trap you, Make me better. It's it's basically like a more serious, dark version of Analyze This, which is a mob boss going for therapy. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I'm I'm kind of intrigued by that one. Okay. Yeah, that's FX, he's probably this then. Next up, this is luckily quite quick. Season, th- well, season three, sorry, not season two, of City in a Hill, the Kevin Bacon show on Showtime, is going to debut on July 31st. Uh, it's an eight-episode eight season that's coming back. So if you miss Kevin Bacon and his moustache, it's coming for you. Who, who doesn't? Yes. Uh, I mean, EE, they love Kevin Bacon. Uh, formerly Orange. They do. They, they, that's, they, that's, a, that's a very specific cultural reference. They, they literally went through a name change and stayed attached to Kevin Bacon. Um, I'm not going to get into this because a lot of the audience won't know what I'm talking about, so I'll just leave it there. Just... Uh, Search Orange Wednesdays Kevin Bacon ads on YouTube and just watch them and have, have fun. <laughs> anyway. They're a whole thing, yeah. All right, it's time for time for Yellowstone. Now, I want to like, paint you a picture <laughs> of how... Me Do you and- want- yeah. Can I just say, I, I'm not sure I know what Yellowstone is. <laughs> like, I, I have an idea, like, Yellowstone exists. It's this cultural phenomenon. I don't really understand Yellowstone. It's a park. <laughs> <laughs> well yes but as a TV show what is it? it's Kevin Costner in a park <laughs> no, I mean, how, how that can be anything but riveting I have no idea 
Well, uh, what does he get up to at a park? He's, he's, he's tended to trees. On a little stroll in the afternoon. <laughs> a little picnic on a bench, maybe. Feeding the birds? I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alright, so the, the first bit of news here is, is along with the premiere dates, uh, which is season five of Yellowstone. Yes, it's on season five already. Time, time flies. This is why I'm shocked. It's such like this cultural phenomenon. It like, just kind of caught me off guard in the last like six months or so. Yeah. So that's another one that announced in advance, much like the Stallone show. It's coming November 13th, and this is going to air on the Paramount Network. Okay. Well, as it has done, I, th- I believe, since it started, right? So that's... that's Presumably, yeah. Yeah. But I think Paramount Network, they changed their name and launched with this, if I remember right. This was their, their big... That, that sounds vaguely familiar. Temple. But to paint a picture of me reading this, because the next few things aren't premiere dates necessarily, but I put them all here just because they're all Yellowstone related. Right. And... I kept thinking, because I was like, oh, this is the Yellowstone spinoff, I kept being surprised when each one was a different spinoff. Like, I kept thinking it was the same show. How many, how many spinoffs are there? This is like The Walking Dead. Uh, <laughs> but they were doing, launching them all at the same time. All right, so the next bit of news is that, the well, I guess it was the first spinoff, I assume, in 1883, which is the title of it, which is uh, a Yellowstone limited series spinoff, right? Uh, I didn't realize that was Yellowstone. I, I I knew of the title. Yeah. So okay. this was a limited series on Paramount Plus, right? So this was on the streaming service. Mm-hmm. Um, they've announced this week that it is actually going to continue. It's this you know it's going to get a a, a second thing. Um, so it's now titled eighteen eighty three, the Bass Reeves story. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Are you going to... Is this, like, a propaganda piece to make me try and get me interested in watching it? I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just giving you the news, okay? Uh, David uh, Ayololo... I, I, always, I can't say his name properly. <laughs> David Ayololo... You, uh, David Ayololo... That was, that, was, that was more like it. Oh, that was more like yeah. it, yeah. So he's a, he's in this. Allegedly uh, lawman in the Wild West. Um. So, Yeah. I do like him. He's yeah, pretty good. I, 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 you know, um, yeah. Just, uh, just for more EE references, I'm pretty sure he won the EE Rising Star oh, actually, Award. Let me, let me correct this. Let me correct this slightly. Let me correct this slightly. I, I misunderstood this when I read. <laughs> oh, okay. You're going to disappoint me, are you? No, no, no. Uh, th- this is all still true. There was a, an 1883 limited series. This is now a second limited series called 1883 The Bash Reeves Story. So it's like a limited series spin-off of the limited series. Which is you know why, though, right? There's, there's, there's one reason for this. Emmy eligibility. Oh, so it's now a second limited series, yes. So it's its own limited yeah. series, so it's eligible for limited series as opposed to ongoing series. Yes, in essence, I was right, but it's not an ongoing show. It may have a third limited series after yeah. this, but... They're just borrowing from comics, the Dark Horse model. Yes, just yes. infinite miniseries. That's that's what they're doing, yes. So this is an offshoot of 1883. It's 1883, the Bass Reeves story. Uh, so it's, it's a sequel to a spinoff. Yes. But for the sake of talking about these spinoffs, let's just say it's season two of eighteen eighty three. Yes, right. but it's definitely not if you're an Emmy uh, Emmy voter. <laughs> like, oh no, no, it's it's totally its own thing. But just just for the sake of keeping this straight here, because then the next story mm-hmm. is that there was a move. So six 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 six, 
or 6666. I don't know how they're pronouncing it. <laughs> There's four sixes. Okay. 6,666. Whatever you choose to pronounce this as uh, is a spin-off to Yellowstone. The news this week is that it was supposed to be on Paramount Plus, the streaming service. It has actually now been moved to Paramount Network. They're choosing to air this on their mm. channel. I mean, I assume they all end up in Paramount Plus later because it's their service, but... Uh, but as opposed to the exclusive content to get people in the door, that, yes. oh, you, you want to come for this Yellowstone goodness. Yeah, so... Uh, I'll, I'll read you the, the, the premise of this one, because uh, I'm curious myself to... <laughs> well, we've, got, we've got to learn what sets all these apart. Yeah. The series takes place when the uh, Comanche still ruled the, the West Texas and no ranch in America is more steeped in the history of the West than the 6666. I'm going to say 6666 okay. is probably the, the way it's said. I, I'm going with 6666. Okay. Just to be awkward. All right. So, I mean, it has a bit of a ring to it in terms of flow. I'll, I'll give yeah. you that. Uh, it's still operating as it did two centuries before and encompassing the, uh, the entire country. The 6666 is where <laughs> the rule of law... It's like, a, it's, do you know how I'm 99? They all say 99. This is like a really awkward, hard-to-say version of that. <laughs> um, the, the Yellowstone. The 66666. That was five. Was that five? That was five. Okay, 6666. Yeah. There you go. Because uh, you want to stop at three, don't you? Because you're used to saying 666 if you're going to say a number with the last sixes. Yeah, the 6666 is synonymous with the merciless endeavor to raise the finest horses and livestock in the world and ultimately where world-class cowboys are born and raised. I don't think that would be a lot of plot, to be honest. But Okay, so there's cowboys in Yellowstone. Is that what it's telling me? Yes, but when we say cowboys here, we're not saying, like, movie cowboys. We're saying actual, literal, like, herding... Ranches, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, so... Just because, you know, I think you say cowboy, we're talking about TV and movies. You, you first th- the first thing you think of is, you know, a, w- a Western. With... Hey, maybe, maybe that's what this show is, and we're just, we just don't know it yet. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what sets this one apart from Well, I, th- I think this one's present day, because it's... Uh... Because it says still operating today as it did two centuries before. So I think unlike the 1883 one, this is... You can have a Western today. I'm not saying you can't. I'm, I'm just saying... In fact, Hell or High Water was essentially a Western. Yeah, I'm not saying you can't have a Western today. I'm just saying I think this one's set present day. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Is, is regular Yellowstone set present day? I, I, think, I don't actually know. I think it is. It, it looks like it is anyway. <laughs> Whenever I see a photo Kevin This, this is how little I know about <laughs> Yellowstone. <laughs> um... Right, and then the other thing, so so I got this this headline, and I had to like do a double take to make sure I was reading the number right because it said because Yellowstone loves to just call things by numbers. Uh, Yellowstone franchise cast Helen Murren and Harrison Ford, which is a big deal, right? Uh, the big big names, objectively huge names, yes, right, right. In 1932, Yellowstone prequel. 1932. When did this happen? 1932. <laughs> Well, that happened after 1838 <laughs> or whatever that one was. I just, and, and I'm before like... Before 66666. No, wait, that was five, damn it. So we've got Yellowstone 6666, 1883, and it's kind of sequel. And now 1932. Yes. Plus regular Yellowstone. Let's not forget Yellowstone. No, I said that. I said that. I started with that. Did you? Yeah. Yellowstone, then 1883... And its sequel, 6666, and 1932. So we got four. 
And that's me counting the 1883s as one show. That's yes, which four. they are definitely not. <laughs> right, that's four Yellowstone shows. Yeah. Yeah. This is... I mean, Kevin Costner's not really young, but so I can't even call this old man Yellowstone. This, this but older <laughs> man Yellowstone? <laughs> oh, dear. Uh... The next story will introduce a new generation of the Dutton family and explore the early 20th century. Oh, maybe the main one isn't set present day. <laughs> Go for that description. Why, why is Yellowstone set? <laughs> oh, oh. Okay. Um. Yeah, guys, this is, this is. Get to the bottom of this. I, I, I've got. The, I'm on the Yellowstone wiki right now. Oh God, where's the, <laughs> it's got its own. Check, check when the pilot's set. Like, where's, where's the first episode set? That, that's. That's that's a that's a good idea. Oh. <laughs> it needs a wiki with all these goddamn shows. They keep track of all the goddamn it, things. It, it does. Give, give me a year. Come on, come on. Give me a year. It it, it it's giving me days of the week, but it's not giving me a year. <laughs> Just Google what where what year is Yellowstone set in. Oh, 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 there's there's a chronological order here. Oh, okay. Uh, eighteen eighty three, obviously. Uh huh. Then Yellowstone. <laughs> yeah, but it's the it just says, uh, "Oh, present time." Okay, it's present time. Okay, okay. All right. So this is All right. Okay. Yes. So this is like his grandfather or something, or father. Actually, he's old enough that this could just be his father. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Um, probably yeah um, oh maybe not I mean if Harrison Ford's already this old in 1932 then maybe not but you know what I mean oh uh, yeah I mean if you're going by Harrison Ford sure yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah it's set during the end of Prohibition Wait, what? There's, there's another series oh god what's the other one I, I, I'm hearing this from the Yellowstone series in chronological order Um, this one just has it listed as 666 not 6666 so maybe maybe it's wrong but it also has a series called Mayor of Kingstown well, there was no news about that this week, which is why I don't mention that. <laughs> no, and, and, and this one's set in Kingstown, Michigan. But it's set in the same universe, and it stars Jeremy Renner. What? Okay, so this is in the same universe as, but it's not a direct Yellowstone show. Okay. It does sound like Taylor Sheridan is involved in most of the direct-related shows, at least in some He's involved capacity. in that one as well. Oh, is he? Okay, fair enough then. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that may be why it's technically not as connected because it's it's not him. No, no, it, it says he's, it says it's from Fair his enough. mind as well. So that is your Yellowstone segment for the week. Hopefully, you enjoyed this uh, trip. I, I am enlightened. I mean, you can't deny they're getting a lot of big ca- actors for these. I mean, you got Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren's a big deal. Kevin Costner's already pretty big. Uh, Jeremy Renner, apparently, you know, that's, that's not a bad get. He's the, did you know he was on an episode of Angel, the spin-off of the hit television show, Buff of the Vampire Slayer? Was he? Yeah, it was. That's when he was young before he was like known for anything. I don't... Because obviously I, I watched Angel after knowing who Jeremy Renner yeah. was. So uh, I, I, I'm surprised I didn't catch him. Season 1 episode is called Sonambulist, and he's like this... I remember, it's been a while since I watched that. I can't remember if he's like a serial killer or he's actually a vampire, but he's obsessed mm. with you know, dark sort of David Fincher-esque yeah. stuff. Um, but it's been a while. Uh, so, anyway. But, but also, who cares? Because Jeremy Renner is a 
is an acclaimed country musician. Did you not know? I did not know this. No. no, he put out a country album like a year or two ago, and it's absolutely terrible. <laughs> it's like the worst thing you could listen to. They call me Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if his country album was just him singing about his various roles? <laughs> <laughs> that one day I was in what you might call a hurt locker. <laughs> there's a there's a three songs a three song saga about the born. <laughs> there's only one of those though. Get yeah, yeah, three songs. But, uh, he's he's got to embellish. He's got to embellish. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um... <laughs> Alright, let's move on to some other... Can you tell I'm tired? <laughs> some other tidbits. Um, let's talk a little bit about Stranger Things Season 4. There's a couple of juicy details. First of all, how it's splitting up for its two volumes. It's not just splitting in two, like every other thing that's split in volumes? Well, what would you assume? If I told you there was nine episodes, right? Can I how many there is in season? Five and a four. Try again. <laughs> <laughs> What are they doing if it's not a five and a four? That's the only... Because if, if you told me that they were splitting it into three, and you know, three blocks of three... Oh, sure. Because sure, that, that's what they did with Arcane, where they did it over mm. three weeks, and you had, you know, th- three weeks of three episodes. Makes... That's pretty. That was a pretty good release schedule. I was, I was quite happy with that. Not as good as weekly, but yeah, it's not bad. No, but it, it's a compromise, right? Mm. They split it like they called it, you know, it's, it's a three-act thing, <laughs> event, which is what they called it. What the hell are they doing with this? So, volume one, which is out in May... Next week, mm-hmm. in fact, so in a week's time, uh, is seven episodes. <laughs> and then the other two are out in... Yes. So, uh, it's early July. Effectively, what this is doing... If if one was to watch those seven yeah, episodes Yeah, I said weekly, this. I said this earlier. That it's basically would it line up? More... Uh, close enough. It would be close enough. Uh, Connor's got to check, because he has to. I don't know. I don't have the exact uh, dates, but I'm yeah. just like... Well, it's, it's next Friday for the first one, at least. You know that much. Uh, so, yeah, honestly, yeah, everyone's heard us talk about how we prefer weekly. We think it's better for the show. We think it's better for the conversation. We think it's better for keeping the show in the zeitgeist. It's better for reviewing the show if, you, if, if you're if you like me and want to try and review it. Uh, weekly's just better. Um, they said a while ago that they, you know, they have a lot of fe- effects to do and stuff, and that's why they're, they're splitting it in two a little bit. Um, which is, I guess, fair enough, but, like, I think the way they're splitting it, to me, says they just want it to be back in the zeitgeist so everyone can talk about the finale together. Yeah, it's the sort of thing where, because this isn't the final season, right? There's one no, more. No, there's one more. If it was the final season, I'd be saying, well, the first seven is the real season, and then, you know, the last two are just like an epilogue, essentially, like an epilogue movie, uh-huh. for, for all intents and purposes. But that doesn't really track if you've got a whole other season to do. Yeah. Now, I think it's just a case of... They want it to be back in the, the buzz, and it means no one can spoil the ending. If only there was a, a release format that lent itself to that idea. It, it, <laughs> it's almost as if there was tried Hulu, and true. Amazon, Disney Plus have all gone. Oh, do you know what? An Apple, Apple. Yeah, it's like you know that, that weekly thing. Kind of had a lot of advantages to it, didn't it? It's it's just better, and I get why Netflix didn't do it first because. When they did binge, it was actually new. It was different from it was separated them from everywhere else. But now it's not. Now it's just a detriment to anything they put out because it's forgotten about too quickly. So 
I, I mean, I still prefer that the finale gets its own time here. I'd rather the whole thing be weekly, but I do at least appreciate that those last two episodes will get to breathe. The other bit of news here... I just want to see if I can get the date, but you carry on. The other bit of news here is the episode run times. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the way you said that tells me these are far too long. Okay, so the first uh, six or whatever, right? They're about an hour, give or take. Who knows, right? I, I don't know if they're specified. But it's, the, it's the final three that are doing the rounds as for, for the run times. Um, episode six and sorry, episode seven and eight. Sorry, right? Because the final three, episode seven and eight, uh, are about one. The seven, seven's about ninety minutes, and episode eight is just a little bit less, maybe about an hour, uh, maybe eighty minutes, something, something like that. I love it. For uh, I happened to get an article while I was searching for the dates. Yes, so the, I've got here. The finale is two and a half hours long. Yeah, uh, episode seven is ninety-eight minutes. Oh, well. and eight is seventy-five. Okay, so that was a closer number forty than I was remembering. Um, I mean, I'm not like particularly fussed. It, it does actually, in a weird way, runtime wise, make it it's more of an even split than we thought. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I will say there is a potential for that to feel very bloated. There absolutely is. I'm intrigued to see what's in it <laughs> and to see how I feel about it. But I'm a little bit cautious because. But... Not Stranger Things specifically. I want to make that clear. Sure. But Netflix shows in general across the board have had a problem with bloat. Mm-hmm. And this has me concerned that they're just, oh, hey, look at all those big numbers. I think my, my issue tends to be that it feels like they're, they're padding things out to get to an episode count. Episode run times like this, particularly with Stranger Things, which at least is a, a fairly proven quantity at this point, I'll, you know, yeah. I'm going to give them somewhat the benefit of the doubt until I actually see these episodes. They're saying it's an epic season. They're saying it's a darker season. They're saying all these things. It sounds like they're at least trying to be ambitious with it. And, you know, we'll get to the end of the show, the season, you know, maybe we'll say, oh, they went too far. They have to ruin it in for the final season. Yeah. Or maybe we'll say, oh, no, that was epic. And maybe it, it'll make sense when we've watched those last two episodes that they were separated and they feel like this big event, you know, miniseries effectively on their own. Yeah, right, so. it, it says here that despite being nine episodes, the fourth season in all will run over 13 hours. Well, if you take off those last three, you could you know, divide and get an average of what those first six are, if you wanted to. Seven. Seven, Only two yeah. episodes at the end. So... Well, take off two and a half, give or take, from 13 is what? Uh, you know, ten and a half? Well, no, six, because remember... Uh, the seventh episode is the last of the first batch. So it's just the first six you're, you're trying to work out. Oh, yes, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so it's two and a half. It says over 13, so let's just, let's just call episode eight 90 minutes just to make this easy. So an hour and a yeah. half, so that's four hours, and then another hour 40 is 540. So what's 13 minus 540? 13 minus 5 is 8, so, what, like 7 hours 20? That's 6 episodes, so yeah, so it'll all be about an hour and a little bit. Yeah. Just still on the higher end of average, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, there is. Also, just it, it mentioned here at the end of this article <clears throat> that there was a report a few weeks ago that put the cost of each episode at around $30 million 
Avatar episode. Yeah, I remember Stranger Things. Yeah. Uh, and then it compares it. Uh, the final season of Game of Thrones was $15 million an episode. <laughs> I mean, I like Game of, uh, I don't like Game of Thrones, sorry. Scratch that from the record. I like Stranger <laughs> Things way more than Game of Thrones, so I- I'm excited to see where they put that. Right, but the that's pennies. a lot. Like, you, may, you may not like Game of Thrones, but you would not have called it a cheap show. Oh, no. To me, that says that Netflix knows what their, their star is right now, because so much of their new content has not or, done well. Or it shows exactly why Netflix is losing money. <laughs> that's also true. Uh, but we're definitely getting the fifth season, so that's okay. They already renewed it for that, I believe, yeah. so we're, we're good. Also, I uh, I checked the dates. Mm-hmm. You'd have to do three on the first week in the, the traditional Amazon ah, or Hulu I see, model. I see. So if you, if you did not, the Amazon Hulu but it's model, not far it lines off. up. It's not yeah. far off, though. I, I think what's interesting uh, to me about the runtimes is that I know that we you know, I mean, Nef- I mean, Stranger Things has always had, like, three or four groups of characters with concurrent plot lines, but because we have, because we care a bit more of these characters now, because they've added to them each season, and we like all the ones they've added, so we want them to get time. Uh, the fact that we're going to have Eleven and uh, Will with Joyce in that, in like a new place with their plotline, you're going to have Hopper and the Russia stuff, you're going to have the kids that are still in Hawkins, uh, probably maybe even in two groups, potentially, given how it usually works out. Older and younger, yeah. I, I wonder if the runtime inflating a bit is more to just do with, well, we want to use all these characters and give them all something to do. Which, maybe. I have to say, like on a personal level, like seeing two and a half hour for one episode, it's like, oh, that's a lot. It is a lot. I will say, if I saw that in the middle of a season, I'd be like, what the hell? At least being a finale, I'm like, okay, at least the finale might be really epic. Then. <laughs> it might, but man, I, I I look at two and a half hour movies and I go, oh, right, okay, I need to plan my day around that. Like, that's, <laughs> that's like, whereas with TV shows, I like watching, oh, I'll watch an episode of something after work. Like, I'll get home late, I'll go, oh, I'll watch an episode. I can't watch an episode of this after work. It does. It does make me wonder though what that fifth season is going to be. You know, if, if, if season four is getting two and a half hour finale, what's the season five finale going to be like? It's a little bit too much it, for my life. I, I guess at which point do you just like, well, you're a TV show, just split it into like <laughs> two or three more episodes. Yeah, just, just say like, it's a ten episode season at that point, and yeah, chop it up like a bit. two and a half hours. You could split that comfortably into. Three episodes Which, of what, roughly forty-five minutes. And don't, don't get me wrong, right? I will be the first to point out that being an episode is more than a runtime thing. Um, a good example is that episode of Godless that was split in two, and we could feel it. We could feel that it was one episode mm-hmm. split in two, and that having narrative threads that wrap up or you know feel like a cohesive episode by the end is part of what makes an episode feel like an episode. So I'm, I guess what I'm saying is, is you have to like. Do it in the writing process a little bit. But... Yeah, I, I'm not saying just hack it into three parts, but yes. I'm saying when they were writing this, they clearly knew they were writing a very, very long oh, episode. Because yeah. <laughs> you can tell when you're looking at a script that this is three times the size of a normal episode. It would have been about that, that... 150 pages, give or take, I would guess. Right, that's the point where you, <laughs> you know, someone should look at this and go, hey boss, do you think we should maybe do another pass on this and kind of split this up a little bit maybe? You know, and and you know, rewrite some things and kind of move move some threads around yeah if the last two episodes were two hour 15 minute episodes i don't think anyone would be saying much it'd be like, yeah they're a bit longer but nothing right particularly but notable a two and a half hour episode is staggering especially since i don't think they've gotten close to that before like i, I think the last season finale yeah was longer than an hour but it wasn't like i even think it was hitting i, I don't minutes. think he's even hit an hour and a half before yeah, yeah. 
So, I always say, you know, I've been rewatching the show, as, as I've said before. I, you know, I did fall a little bit slower. I just watched an episode before I start, we came out to record. Uh, I've actually... To that episode yet? It's actually the very next episode I've got is season mm. two, episode seven. So I've got a week to, to wrap up. Uh, but I'm caught... Now that I know that I've got a week, I'll, I'll hit it a bit more consistently. But um, I've been enjoying... you got last season to watch, right? Yeah. I'll take... Yeah, season season two is definitely a slow start, but episodes five and six really good. Like, yeah, I and really... you're about to slam the brakes on. <laughs> it does come after a really an opportune cliffhanger, I will admit, but I didn't hate mm-hmm. that episode at the time. Um, more on that next week, then. Yes, more a little update. Well, what's funny is depending on when we record next week, I, I might have watched the first episode. Well, of season all I'm saying four. is, if you've watched episode two, or no episode. Two, but... <laughs> The next episode of season two, before we record tomorrow, if you have, I, I, you know, because that'll that'll be before you put this up. Uh-huh. I think we we do a little insert with with your thoughts on that episode and if it's held up before you get to season four. Before season four is the hot new thing. Okay, <laughs> I'm not going to fight you on it. No. Uh, all right. Next up, Black Matter. Oh, yes, I did see this. Yes. Uh, so there's not really much to say other than they have confirmed that it will be coming back for a sixth season with Charlie Brooker. Uh, they're expecting it to be about three episodes again, much like season five, so not the the, the increased six-episode count that uh, three and four had. The traditional format. Uh, traditional for Black Mirror, yeah. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, which I... I Honestly, whether that's good or bad, it's completely open for debate because honestly, I think its best season was a six episode season. So, I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, yeah. There's not much more to add. That's just that. The only other thing I saw was that they were saying that they wanted it to be more cinematic. Mm. Which, on one hand, given that they're all basically just, you know, self contained short movies anyway. Okay, sure. On the other hand, I just complained about a two and a half hour episode of Stranger <laughs> Things, and now I'm like, God damn it, why? Well, I don't want, I don't want a two and a half episode hour, you know, episode two and a half hour episode of Black Mirror. I don't know if they'll go. I don't think they'll go that far, but I, I would, yeah, I would expect they're all going to be at least seventy minutes. Probably, maybe all three will be about ninety minutes. It'll be more like a little movie trilogy of like, which is stories. Fine, I, I, I can live with that because that's that's essentially where you are. You're an anthology of short movies at that point. It always kind of has been, and some of them have been over an hour. It's not, it's not that way. I mean, I think, I think some of the even the ones when they aired on Channel Four back in the day, yeah, pre Netflix, were like ninety minutes odd, give or take. Uh, well, no, I don't know if they had the ones in the series did, but White Christmas, the special they did, was quite long. That was definitely a while. Yeah. I, I, I don't think uh, the ones in the series though, without ads, that is. Maybe when they aired with ads, they were they were hitting the ninety minute slot. That might be what I'm thinking of. Yeah. But I am gonna very quickly check some runtimes just to see if I'm <laughs> right or wrong. Um, I definitely think there was a couple of longer ones once we hit Netflix. Not all of them, because I mean, I remember the the black and white uh, Metal Dog one that was like thirty minutes <laughs> or something like that. That was like a really short episode. Yeah, they, they haven't like they've they've always been, you know, kind of all over the place. Yeah, the the long uh, the, the, actually they were mostly in the forty five minute range. There was one mm. that was a bit over an hour. And then it was White Christmas, which was like 75 minutes. Yeah, that was the first one that I remember thinking this is more like a movie, just based on the yeah. length. And then you get to season three, and 
the shortest one is 52 minutes. Most of them are around an hour, and you've got one that's 90 minutes. Oh, yeah, because the one that's 90 minutes is... Uh, it's not the weakest of the season, because the one before that I didn't like very much, but it, it's, it's kind of like the silly one where there's, like, robot bees or something. <laughs> yes. But, I mean, they're not all, yeah. like... Yeah, you know, like USS Callister, which we both like. Uh, that's, like, 75 minutes. Oh, yeah. But, I mean... I mean runtime with Black Mirror has no indication if it's going to be a good or bad episode. I think that's a fair statement. Because there's, there's examples of good episodes being long and short. There's examples of bad episodes being long and short. Yeah, I'd, I'd say like the, the two peak episodes that we tend to go with, Show Up and Dance and then Chan Junipero, right? Yeah. Those are 52 minutes and 61 minutes, respectively, which is both kind of bang in line for an average kind of premium TV show these days. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's all good. So, yeah. um, all right, next up... Did you know that Peacock are doing a Twisted Metal series? I forget that Peacock exists every week until you <laughs> tell me, so I don't know anything they're doing. Yeah, well, that's not the news. I mean, that was announced a while ago, uh, probably when we were on hiatus. But uh, the news this week is the cast. Now, they already had Anthony Mackie in this thing, which okay. is pretty notable. But this week, they added Thomas Hayden Church. They added Stephanie uh, Beatrice from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Mm-hmm. And they also added Neve Campbell from the Scream movies. So that's a lot of names that are pretty recognizable. It is, yeah. So, um, yeah, they do a Twisty Metal show. Um, hopefully it's silly. Hopefully they don't take, itself, take it too seriously because it should be kind of wacky. <laughs> I, hope, I hope so. Well. With that sort of cast, it's this thing where you can yeah. feel them maybe trying to take it a little bit too seriously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, Matt Shackman, who was, uh, I think, uh, yeah, he was a director on Discovery? WandaVision. Well, maybe he did some Discovery uh, as well. Uh, maybe. For some yeah. reason, in, in my head, I, I, I feel him with Discovery, but, but maybe but, I'm completely wrong. Yeah. Um, but it mentions here that he did, uh, some WandaVision. I don't know how much of it he did, but, uh, which, to be fair, was a well-directed show early on. It had a very distinct thing it was That's going styled. for. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he has been tapped to direct the first two episodes, and mostly I just wanted to remind everyone that this existed. Uh, Apple TV Plus's upcoming live-action Godzilla and the Titan series, uh, which is connected to the, the MonsterVerse franchise. You know, the, the Godzilla and Kong movies. Yeah. It's uh, cool, it's cool. It's not Ted Lasso, but it's cool. I mean, sure, yeah. I mean, it's not Ted Lasso, but Godzilla, you know. Uh, I mean, c- can you imagine that? If Godzilla got a pep talk from Ted. <laughs> I do love me some Zilla. And they just announced that Wingard is getting Dan Stevens to be in Godzilla vs. Kong 2 uh, this week. So, Oh, really? Yeah, so we're getting a sequel. I'm not sure how they're going to fight each other again, because they kind of, I mean, not to spoil Godzilla vs. Kong, but by the end of the movie... They, they team up? Yeah. <gasps> they, I haven't actually seen it yet, but oh my god, I'm shocked. How dare you? They were kind of, you know, they were in a relatively good place at the end of uh, the first movie. Y- y- uh, you mean it, it's like a superhero team-up movie mm-hmm. where they have to fight first. I wonder if it's just a case of the title just sounds too good so they don't want to get rid of it even though they're not going to ever actually fight. But, you know. Maybe, whatever. yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's the, is that coming anytime? It's not that soon that it's coming, right? Because... What? The, the more Godzilla stuff. I mean, no. I mean, they're just announcing casting so I assume they're just shooting it later this year. Right. Maybe. Just because in terms of tie-in promotional stuff, there's a big event in Call of Duty right now which is Godzilla vs. Kong where in, in Warzone. Right. You know, both of them are like on the map and interactable. That is by things. far the most interesting thing I have ever heard of from Call of Duty. <laughs> but don't like Call of Duty, it has a lot of like tie-in stuff and like you all do like Francis. Like last year, they had like a whole Scream thing, right? When that movie was coming out, 
but usually it is connected Wait, last to... year that was this year last year was that was that was that still this year god damn it well yeah. i think they started it early in the uh, they, they started it uh, I mean, it was, late last year it was like january february so it was early this year but they probably started it late last year then in the mm. in the in the promotional push Jesus Christ, what a long year it's been. <laughs> uh, That's been five whole Yellowstone shows announced. <laughs> yeah, but um, I just thought maybe, maybe there was something going on in, you know, and that's why it was kind of, they were doing it now like, as opposed yeah. to just, you know, just random promo. Yeah, not yet, but this is, t- this is in that universe and it's, it's following the thunderous battle between Godzilla and the Titans that leveled San Francisco, which was the first movie uh, for going... It was, yeah. If we're assuming that's what exactly what they're talking about. Unless there was more San Francisco yeah. chaos in, in the last one that I've not seen yet. And the shocking new uh, reality that monsters are real, the Untitled Monsterverse series will explore one family's journey to uncover its buried secrets and the legacy linking them to the secret organization known as Monarch. So they're delving into the mythology that the movies have been kind of like setting up mm-hmm. here or there. Um, you know, I have fun with these movies. Uh, I enjoy them for the silliness that they are. Admittedly, I'm always a little disappointed that they're not as good as that first Godzilla movie because that was that was not silly, really. That was like that oh. had a bit more class to it. But you know, so what you're saying is it's in keeping with the rest of the history of Godzilla. Yeah, where you get the first serious movie that's really good, and then you just got some fun silly sequels, and that's that's yes. just what you go with. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, there was a couple. I mean, Ghidorah's The Eddie Monster is a really good sequel. So I mean, there there are some examples of standouts, but so. I'm not expecting the next one to be that, or this TV show to be that, but, you know, and how many monsters are actually going to be in this series? I do wonder, though, if they get a, like, a, a good, like, name that's not going to, you know, one that's big enough that it'll be a big get to have in the TV show, but isn't going to be in any of the movies, you know? Mm, I don't know who. Maybe they'll get, uh, uh, you have to save Gigan for the movies. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just, I'm trying to think of what, what, what monster would be a get, but not... One that's been held back for movies. I don't know. Maybe they'll just make one up. Oh, maybe, yeah. Um, I suspect you'll probably see some Godzilla at some point in it. I'd be surprised if you didn't. There'll be a little thing here or there, probably. Yeah. But that's cool. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe it'll suck. But, I mean, Apple TV shows have felt like they've got nice budgets, at least. So I mean, they've got a better track record than expected so far. Yes. So that's cool. And, you know, Godzilla. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the quick update. Uh, and this wasn't much, but it was just the, obviously the upfronts were this week. And uh, the head of CW, the CEO, Mark Pedowitz, was uh, being asked a bunch of questions. Obviously, they were asking him about the cancellations that shocked everyone last week or a couple obviously. of weeks ago. Yeah. Because uh, he's like, yeah, that's not normally us. So it was a shock to everyone. Uh, it was funny because when they put out the news about Riverdale, they said something about, oh, we like to give our long-running series a proper send-off. And I'm like, Legends is crying. Bebo's crying in the corner right now, you prick. <laughs> See, what you don't know and what you haven't realized is Season that... 7 of Riverdale is going to have the Legends cast and Bebo on it. Yeah, it, it's actually just a, a multiverse crack open. Mm. And it's just going to be... A, it's actually going to be a season-long finale for all these shows. <laughs> okay, okay. I can live with that. Uh, but he was asked about Babylon 5, because uh, obviously that got picked, well, not picked up, but it was in development and then didn't get picked up for this season. But they said at the time, GMS came out and spoke about it and said, no, it's still very much in development. They just want it to cook. And he was asked at the upfronts about it. He says, yeah, that's still an active development. 
Um, I love the pilot script. It's a, and he's a big fan of the original show, so he's really determined. So, assuming Mark Pedowitz is still in charge come next season time, which given everything changing, maybe it won't be, but assuming he's still the guy making decisions, it's probably still happening. That's all well and good. But where's my Powerpuff Girl show? Well, that 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 awful pilot <laughs> they shot uh, that people are... I love the pilot, the script leaked at the very least. Script uh, leaked? I don't yeah. think the pilot ever did. Yeah. Oh, one day. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think it was even the whole script. I think it was just excerpts. Yeah, okay, that's fair. What, what, so, somehow, some way, that pilot is going to leak one day. And I am going to love every second of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to absorb its terribleness. Yeah, and speaking of CW, uh, they announced the, what their, their lineup is. Uh, the main things here, uh, I already mentioned Riverdale was moving to mid-season. Um, you know, obviously, all the networks, I, I think one didn't one didn't announce their lineup yet, which is weird because they usually always do it at the upfront, so they sort of broke tradition by not doing it. Uh, I know the other ones, I only brought the CWs mainly to give you the news that Stargirl is now going to be here in the fall. It's not a summer show this time. Uh, it's going to be on Wednesday nights before Kung Fu starting uh and then their new season in october real question is yes what night are they airing yellowstone <laughs> yellowstone <laughs> yellowstone is everywhere it's not a cw i'm afraid oh uh, well cw are missing the trick because i hear everyone else has got yellowstone what's funny is that like monday is all american and all american homecoming is their two new shows and then thursday is walker and walker independence so the two shows on that night <laughs> So it's just really funny to me that they've got like nice these double bills, these pairings. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, Flash is mid season as well. There's a lot of mid season shows on CW this year, so uh, they've been doing that for a while now, though. Like, yeah. they'll, they'll just like ever, ever, I think I noticed it's done with like iZombie where they just decide, oh, we're holding this for mid season now. Yeah, but Flash just... was always a new, it, it didn't change with Flash until the pandemic made things wonky, and then it's been yeah. since then that things have been a bit, bit more all over the place, but. Until then, Flash and uh, to that point, Arrow and the other like they, they were staples of the new October season every year. So no, but, yeah. that's true. Yeah, but yeah, things change, uh, and as it is. So yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see how it how it goes. Uh, but yeah, so that was the main thing, though. Star Girls airing, and we hadn't had a date for it yet, so it's not surprising that it's not airing till fall. But uh, interested to see how it does in that prime. Mm-hmm you know, new season slot. So, cool. Um, Alright, let's talk about some trailers. We have some trailers. Oh my god, we're only just at the trailers. I forgot we hadn't done those yet. <laughs> yes, uh, we have five trailers, I believe. Uh, the first one we're going to talk about is She-Hulk. Uh, or sorry, the full title is She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Uh, which is a decent title, I'm not going to lie. Uh, oh well, maybe it'd do better if they called it She-Hulk in Yellowstone. <laughs> um... I mean, the first thing is the CG shit. Let's just like get it out of the way. It it, it it's not great. Mm. It's, yeah, it's not good. Uh, it, which is a problem when it's a show where your your main character is going to be turned into CG for large, seemingly large portions. Because it's not just like she's hulking up to like take on bad guys for key scenes. But by the time you get to the end of this trailer, you realize that she's living parts of her normal life as She Hulk, uh, mm-hmm. doing speed dating or going on a blind date or whatever it is at the end of the joke. Um, I mean, Tatiana Maslany uh, is a good actress. She does seem to have a lot of charisma. I think she'll be fine leading another show. Uh, it's got that Marvel comedy. Um, I, I admittedly, like, it's, it's hard to get me excited for a Marvel thing, especially one of the Disney Plus shows. 
But... I'm literally never going to watch this. <laughs> That's fair. But you watched the trailer, so do you have any observations? It, it looks like a Marvel show. And, and, and I know that's not a huge observation, but it does. It, it's everything as, as to why I don't bother watching them, because they all look the same. The, I mean, I can't really argue with that, to be honest. I mean, I, you know what? I watched the first episode of Midnight, and it had some interesting ideas, but I still haven't watched episode two, because I just I can't bring myself to care. So, yeah, like, I, I watched Hawkeye, because, because I like Hawkeye. I like Kate Bishop. I like Haley Seinfeld. And it, it was fine. It, it wasn't, like, great. I'm not, I'm not pretending it was an amazing masterpiece of TV, but it was fine. But I think it helps that I only watched Hawkeye. I haven't watched anything else. I've not watched any of the Marvel films in, you know, two, three years. I've not watched any of the other TV shows apart from, I, you know, obviously I tried the start of WandaVision. And I think because, I was, you know, that's the only one I've had, I've got all this overexposure to it. I think I'd be very bored of it if I was watching all of them. Yeah. No, that's that's fair. Um You know, if I eventually watch the others just by putting them on uh and not really caring too much. But Moon Knight I've still not even done that with the rest of the season. So I mean yeah. like I imagine they might make me watch the pilot and by they I mean the patience for yeah. this. Uh but while I care enough to watch any more of it, I mean you know, reviewing or otherwise, I I don't know. Like I, I'd say it's unlikely at this point. The thing is, you, you could watch these, or you could just like watch Riverdale. You'd probably get more enjoyment out of it. Because it's more. You definitely, you definitely, you, you definitely wouldn't know what to expect with your next episode of Riverdale, <laughs> or if you do with these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say on She-Hulk either. It doesn't necessarily. You see a little bit of Tim Roth, and I, I presume that maybe he'll lead the to, to whatever the villain is or something, but. Um, you know, and it's kind of like it's cool that he's back when he's you know not been there since Incredible Hulk, which was two thousand eight. So I mean that's mildly neat. Um, but like that's about it. Uh, and you know, there's a lot of theories going on that they're setting up both Thunderbolts, which would be like a bunch of villains teaming up. Uh, it's kind of I guess it's kind of Marvel Suicide Squad, basically. It's the closest uh, thing they've got, yeah. Yeah. Um, but also Young Avengers, which makes sense given that they've got uh, Kate Bishop and they've got uh, well, Miss Marvel coming up. Miss Marvel. What's what's uh, Widow's new Florence Pugh's character? What's her again? Helena. Yelena. Yelena. That's what it is. I, I knew Helena was wrong. No, that's Huntress. Helena's Huntress. Yelena. That's the one. Mm. Yes. So anyway, there you go. She Hulk. I mean, yeah, I don't have much to add to it. Uh, some other trailers that we talk about. We got, um, we've got uh, some CW ones here. We got Walker Independence uh, with Catherine McNamara. This is the year, and the, the, and when it comes to the regular networks, you can tell that these these trailers are just the pilot. Like they've only they've shot the pilot. They've not shot the rest of it yet. So they've just got all clips from the, the- these are very much the old school network trailers. Where this is a three and a half four minute trailer. This tells you 80% of what your pilot is. You yes. can probably skip most of the pilot and jump into episode two if you've seen these. Yeah. Usually. Usually, yeah. Um, you know, and it looks pretty typical. Like, her her husband, they're on the way to this new town called Independence, so it's got a bit of a double meaning. Obviously, the idea that she's going to be independence, the, the double meaning there, but mm-hmm. uh, 
he's meant to be the new sheriff, but he gets killed on the way. And shockingly, the man who killed him turns out to be who the sheriff is when they get there. Like, he's taken the role of sheriff. And she teams up with this, like, drunk outlaw dude to help her take down the man that killed her husband. And I presume that she's eventually going to become the sheriff. You know, she will become the the walker sheriff. The independent walker. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Trent Grimm, independent. Oh, we're bringing out all the Ted Lasso references tonight. <laughs> or as he turned by the end of the last season, Trent Grimm, independent. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Uh, honestly, this this show looks all right. It looks fine. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I will say this. Comp- Compared to at least a lot of the CW stuff, it still has people who are all very attractive and all that, which, I mean, and I'm sure for the time period, that's very inappropriate. I'm sure they were all pretty ugly. But, but this is par for the course on a yeah. CW show. But at least being a Western, and I think I said this when, we were, you know, it, was, when it was uh, picked up and we, we read the description, I was like, you know what, at least this is a Western. At least this is something that is genre-wise different to all the other shows in CW. Yeah, and this is really proving as well of, of the recent trend being that, that Westerns are kind of back in fashion well there's been a re- resurgence of western movies over the last four or five years or so um not that they ever like truly went away but with a few more like high profile stars attached to some of them and now that okay well they're back on you know mainstream network tv kind of yeah I, where I, they I, were for years i don't think they'll ever be what they were because once upon a time they were they were the superhero movies of cinema <laughs> uh, of course they'll, but, they'll never be that again but yeah they're definitely more in fashion now than they were 10 years ago Oh, for sure. Uh, and then the other CW trailer we got was The Winchesters, which is the, the prequel spinoff to uh, Supernatural. Supernatural. Which um, I, I, I have never seen a single episode of Supernatural. Yes. Somehow. So I'm like, I have a vague idea of what, you know, I, I kind of know what Supernatural is. Because it's two brothers hunting demons. There's a lot of rock yeah, music. I, this basically is like, yeah, it's Supernatural, but in like the, I don't know, 70s. Yeah. 70s with their parents. Um... This doesn't look as strong as Walker Independence, just based on the trailers, I would say. I mean, neither one looks great, but, like, you know, comparing the two of them. I will yep. say, though, much like Walker Independence, I do think this being a period piece in the 70s does at least separate it a little bit, again, from a lot of their other shows on the CW. You know, mm-hmm. like, if nothing else, I mean, they're both spinoffs, so they're both kind of a little bit shameless so cash grabby. What What we're saying is, they're learning from Yellowstone. <laughs> I love how they're both basically doing the same thing. There's just different eras. Like one's doing Western times, one's doing the seventies. Yeah. Yes. But I don't know. It's, it's... Yeah, why not? The seventies is basically ancient history these days. Well, as as I pointed out, I think a few episodes ago, it's been longer since that seventies show than it was when that seventies show aired compared to the seventies. Yeah. Just to make us all feel old. <laughs> the seventies was actually. Quite a long time ago now, as much as it might not feel that way. Well, that's the point. It's not as long as you think it is, but it fe- like the, the, the 70s felt a long time ago when we were kids, and it was the 90s, the 2000s. But but now it still feels exactly as as long ago as it did when we were, when you were at that point. Yeah, but the shocking part's not the 70s part. The shocking part's how long it's been since, like, 2002. Yeah, that is scary. That's the shocking part. That's the shocking half. It, it, it's still there's that part of your brain that still thinks the eighties were twenty years ago. Yes, but it's been forty. <laughs> yeah, that that just it just got stuck at the turn of the millennium, and 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 it's just never moved since. Well, for our age group, I'm sure I'm sure there's 
like people who are just turning 18 who like no 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 that's what 2020 is <laughs> 2000 is 20 years ago yeah yeah but they only know that because that's the only way they know how to they can they're, they're legally allowed to drink Aye, well, depending where you are. <laughs> uh, I mean, for 2000, that's pretty much everywhere. Oh, t- t- sure, yeah. I'm, well, I'm, I'm th- I said 2002. All right, well, if you can't drink yet, if you were born in 2002, you'll be damn counting down when you, to when you can drink, if, if it's 21 you're waiting for. Oh, and I never counted it. I didn't care. I know you didn't, but... And I've still never had a drink, so, you know. Well, I have. <laughs> definitely not one in my hand right now I did that without thinking you had a drink we actually saw you take a swig out of a bottle twice De- definitely like... not cider in my hand right now <laughs> uh, yeah I think maybe what hurts this Winchester's trailer is I'm not necessarily buying the two young stuff I think the, the weird thing about Supernatural compared to the LCW stuff as much as they got two young good looking guys to be in that show I actually think they both had a bit more like screen presence than a lot of their young stars do and perhaps it's because they grew with the show so they're now like you know in their 40s it feels weird to see these like you know 22 year olds like being their parents and being i don't know yeah it it feels like a step back in a weird way uh compared to supernatural to me but i I, you know i I, i'm assuming there's a reason they can't do this because of how it ended but you feel like you want to go like just keep moving forward, right? Sure, Get the yeah. younger generation and and have them be the the elder statesmen, so to speak. Yeah. Uh. So, I mean, you know, uh, maybe there'll be another spinoff to set after Supernatural. I, w- I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, it's going to be the new Yellowstone. And if it's not, and if it's not in the next couple of years, they'll do it in twenty when they can say it's one either Sam or Dean's kid who's now twenty. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, if they're bringing like Walker Texas Ranger back, like why not? Why yeah, not why Supernatural not? in twenty years? <laughs> Everything's yeah. destined. It'll be, to be nost- it'll be nostalgic at that point. It's the twenty-year cycle. Of course, yeah. Uh, so we're not quite done with trailers yet, but this next thing's not quite a trailer. But I'm bumping it here because it it just happens to not have a trailer, but it's, it goes with the CW shows. I, I just wanted to mention this. So the first image from Gotham Knights came out this week, and mm-hmm. it is. Like, I laughed when I saw this. It looks like such a CW show in all of the worst ways, uh, to the point where I had to double-check that that wasn't Archie at the front of the, of the image. And it, and it's fine. You know what? I don't expect these comic book shows in CW to be very good, necessarily. And this, like, a glance looks terrible, and I don't want it. I stopped laughing, though, when I read that one of these characters is meant to be Stephanie Brown, and then I got annoyed. Joe, I saw your tweet about that, and Here's the thing. I, I like Stephanie Brown mm-hmm. quite a lot. Maybe not as much as you, but still quite a lot. Yes. I'm sorry, but CW is the perfect place for Stephanie Brown. In theory, yes. That doesn't mean that this Stephanie Brown in this show, or this show, is the perfect place for Stephanie Brown. No, but you don't know that it's not. Look, I look at this image, and I see a, a bunch of 21-year-olds who are trying really hard to look pretty, walking down a really bad CG street in Gotham. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it looks like shit. It, it, you know, it's, it, it looks laughably CW. That's, that's what this looks like. That, this is the opposite of what you want a bat-related show to be. 
and it's certainly you know even even the name gotham knights is a video game coming out which for any faults it may have you look at that game and you see nightwing you see robin you see batgirl you see red hood okay that's gotham knights you look at this and you see a bunch of people in street clothes uh and it's not even like one of the robins because we were debating which robin it may be it's like some made-up character for the the show i think I really don't have a strong feelings about this as you do. It, I mean, it's, it's, it's not that strong. It, it just looks it, like shit. That's all. It doesn't even look that bad. It looks like a typical CW show. It looks fine. It looks worse than the others. It does not. You're just saying that because of your precious Stephanie Brown. No, no. Even before I knew it was Stephanie Brown, I thought it looked worse than the others. You you look at that image and telling me you compare that to say the poster or say for season one of Superman and Lois, and you're not tell you're not telling me that this looks worse than Superman and Lois. Because at least when you look at the Superman and Lois poster, I see Superman. He's wearing the right outfit. <laughs> the colour scheme's right. Yeah. Photoshopping's sure. a bit iffy, but, you know, that's 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 just CW posters. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. It, 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 I don't hate it because it, it doesn't have anything there for me to hate. It just looks like it's some teenagers in an alleyway. Sure, whatever. I, I have... Exactly. No, no. When, when we get a trailer... <laughs> then I will bring the hate, but right now I'm like, I mean, it's it's a stock photo. Okay, whatever. Uh, by all means, people, go and check for yourself. It looks really bad. Uh, trailer for the old man. We mentioned this earlier. Premiere date. Uh, this is Jeff Bridges does kind of Taken meets Born. Basically, yeah, it's kind of old man Born, right? Yeah, it's it's you know it's, 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 it's he used to do this sort of stuff. Some guys try to kill him, and this sends him on a hunt to take down the bad guys. And the main bad guy seems to be John Lithgow, which again, great actor to to having your. I mean, it's a great pairing between the two of them, right? Yeah. Um, the actual premise though, and the, like most of the stuff going on in the trailer looked pretty generic and by the numbers to me. It did. I wonder if it maybe is just a bad trailer. Like if this is well shot, it could be quite compelling. Oh, sure. But certainly, from a plot perspective, I don't see anything being revolutionary. Because like, the, the trailer, oh, no. it just it felt like it was going through a list of like generic lines that one would say in this story. Yeah, yeah. Plot-wise, there's nothing to it. Yeah, but... there's, there's like a moment where John Lithgow says something like, he'll go through everyone to like, you know, achieve his goal, and I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, every, like every other character like this. So, yeah. you know, it is what it is. Uh, so that's The Old Man. And then the yeah. final trailer we'll bring up today is The Terminal List. This is Chris Pratt. E- even more generic than The Old Man. Yeah, somehow even more generic. Chris Pratt, uh, Amazon Prime series. And this is, like, basically he's he's with, he's with a part of a Navy, teal, Navy SEAL team. Uh, and the rest of them all get killed in a mysterious incident. And... He obviously thinks there's something fishy about it, and there's a, there's a cover up going on, and there's something behind this, and blah blah blah. Um, and he's having like PTSD and like you know remembering his time in combat and stuff. Uh, I I got a chuckle at one point because one of the things they do to show that he's having these flashbacks is he's holding a guitar, and then he sort of thinks he's in like a combat situation holding a gun. And I just oh, and it's it's playing a like a Black Sabbath cover, yeah. cover right? Yeah. But it made me laugh though because I see him with a guitar, and I'm like, that's Andy Dwyer. <laughs> That's... It, it amazes me that Hollywood took Chris Pratt, the chubby goofball, <laughs> and turned him into just military shooter 101. 
Yeah, that's... Kind of, uh, it just 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 made him so bland. Oh, I mean, the show looks bland as hell. That, that is the main thing I can tell you about this, is that it's bland. He, he's got, like, a friend or a therapist, like, helping him try to, like, solve things or whatever. And... Right, at least, like, the uh, the Reacher show doesn't look good, but it didn't look quite as bland as this. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I mean, I saw the pilot for Reacher. <laughs> was it bland, or was it just not that good? Ah, uh, I was kind of bland. I mean, it was, for me, it was just really tropey. Like, you know, he had a bit mm. of charisma, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't like, he, he can't carry this like an 80s action star, but that's kind of what they were going for in a lot that's of ways. Fair. Do you feel like Pratt has kind of lost a lot of his charisma, or is that just me? I feel like Pratt... I, I saw no charisma in this trailer. That's fair. He's probably phoning it in. He felt like he was phoning it in the Tomorrow War. It kind of feels like he struck gold with Guardians of the Galaxy, which is what made him a star, right? That made him a star. And it feels like a lot of his choices since then have been lukewarm to mediocre and you know in the real world he's kind of made people he's just not like he's done anything awful to people but he's just been kind of unlikable in a lot of little ways yeah and i'm just like like his his, his role in the jurassic world movies oh, like sure, on paper yeah. that was a hit. Like on yeah. paper on paper that should be oh yeah you know charisma charming chris pratt and even watching those it's it's not as he doesn't pull it off as well as he has done in earlier roles. It feels more muted, and I wonder if that's like him trying to get away from like what what you know stock Chris Pratt was that he's you know kind of the same way that Keanu Reeves after Bill and Ted tried to avoid doing any like sort of goofy characters. He didn't want mm. to be typecast for the rest of his life, um, you know. But with a fair yeah. degree of success, eventually, you know, he had some big hits that were very different, but um. Yeah, well, the answer is apparently, to, according to Chris Pratt, is go be Mario. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, right. I mean, that, you know, that's your life lesson, yeah. Well, there you go, that's Terminal List. Doesn't look good. Mm, yeah. yeah. Uh, on the terminal List, please. All right, comedies. Epic yeah, comedies. Uh, Started off with an animated... <laughs> Uh, so this is kind of a, a reboot and it's notable for one particularly big reason uh, Married with Children there's going to be an animated there's a shopping animated Married with Children series around uh, it's some bidding going on for where it's going to land the reason why this is quite notable is that the original cast are all attached to it so this would be like a reboot where they all come back and voice the same roles and yeah, they're all way older, which, I mean, you could do, I suppose, if you really wanted to, but I guess the advantage of it being animated is that the kids can still be kids. <laughs> they can just voice their the, the kid versions of themselves. Just, just pretend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as opposed to be like, oh, now, you know, Peggy and Al are elderly and they're... It'll be like that, um, you probably never saw it, but there was the animated Batman 66 movie. Ah, sure, years yeah. Ago. Yeah, they could they could uh, sort of like freeze the timeline and just kind of and, and like you know you, ha- you obviously had like Adam West and it's like yes he sounds significantly older because he was significantly older mm. but you kind of just get away with fudging it because well that's the role and that's the that's the voice right yeah I mean I guess you look at the Simpsons and part of the reason why that's been able to exist for as absurdly long as it has is because with an animated show you don't have to age them yeah um. It, nothing should last that long for the record, but uh, it does give them a chance to to do this. Uh, so the new take on the sitcom, it comes from Family Guy executive producer Alex Carter, who's going to serve as showrunner. 
and apparently fox hulu and peacock are all uh in the bidding there could be more eventually but they're and you know what's interesting to me about those those picks obviously fox because the original show aired on fox so that makes Mm -hmm. some sense hulu and peacock I wonder if at different times they've both had the original show at streaming rates and they want this because they see the numbers that the original show does on their service. Possibly. I can't you know, really argue with that, uh, especially not knowing whether or not they have had it. But I can definitely see it being the sort of thing that does numbers on those services. Yeah. I mean, Peacock's not that old. I feel like Hulu almost certainly has been on there at some point. Mm. Probably, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so that is that. Uh, next up, we can do these next couple a bit quickly. Uh, I got to ask my wife, a multi-camera comedy starring Saturday Night Live. Alum Finesse Mitchell is in the works at Fox. Inspired by stand-up act, I got to ask my wife is an edgy comedy that follows the friendship amongst three men, all living in the same apartment building at different stages in their romantic lives. One in his twenties, single and looking for love. One thirty-something who can't get divorced fast enough, and one happily married father of two who just wants to chill. Uh, code for stay out of trouble at home with his wife. So, it's like a sitcom premise. It's a, it's a decent enough yeah. one. It is. It is. Yeah. It's pretty standard. Uh, so sometimes the simpler you keep them, I've said this a million times, but sometimes with sitcoms, the simple they are just with funny characters and writing is for the better. Uh, yeah, it usually works out for the best. And then the last comedy we've got is a single camera comedy called Wild Life uh, from Imagine Kids Plus Family. It's got a pilot order at HBO Max and it's going to start Isabella Alvarez uh, who was on Euphor- Euphoria, which is a HBO show, so maybe, you know, uh, HBO's sort of kept tabs with, with it. Uh, so from writers and executive producers, uh, Jason Ubaldi, uh, Chris Peterson and Brian Moore. Well, they follows a diverse group of high school teens who are struggling with personal and social issues. Uh, not quite professional. Yeah. No, count. Who spend their school hours... That's hmm. the equivalent of professional, but we'll go... We'll, we'll, I'll let it slide. Uh, working at the local... <laughs> animal Risk. <laughs> That's professional. That is a joke. Well, what's, the, what's the real personal angle of this wording, though? Struggling with personal and social issues. How's that not personal? The word personal's in it. Fine, goddammit. Struggling with personal and social issues will spend uh, spend their school hours working at the local animal rescue as part of an, an alternative educational program. That's, that's not professional because it's their career path. Uh, <laughs> well, comedy comes from their quirky, offbeat personalities and the unique setting of high school at the animal rescue. The series will have a heart. Heart is working with animals helps them deal with with their personal issues with friends and at home. Oh, that one definitely was. That, that definitely counted at the end. Uh, that, that, the first one, I was like, yeah, it, it hits the beats, but I'm, I wasn't sure it caught, caught the, the, the essence of the flow, whereas, yeah, that last yes. one was like, yeah, screw it. Yeah. Uh, but there you go. Well, that's whatever. I don't, I don't have much of yeah, a... Yeah. Let's see on it. Uh, uh, no strong opinion. Oh, the dramas then. First one's got people, some people, anyway, salivating. And that is, is it Yellowstone? <laughs> no, no. Daredevil. There's a new Daredevil show in the worst of Disney Plus. Um presumably, and you know, this is all early stuff right now, they've not officially announced it, but presumably, uh, with uh, the you know the main cast members oh, back yeah. uh to, to, to reprise the roles. 
which would make sense given that both of them were reintroduced, well, both, uh, you know, Matt Murdock and Kingpin were both reintroduced in different things in the MCU recently. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it does have different writers and showrunners, though, uh, from the original show, which some people are worried about. I mean, I, I thought season two was pretty rough, so I mean, I, I think that's a bit of a 50-50 on, well, that, that's a bad or good thing. But, yeah. So it's a Covert Affairs, Matt Carmen and Chris Ord are attached to write and executive produce it. Uh, so this is not surprising because they did reintroduce the characters. Yeah, they were recently. always going to do something with them. Yeah, well, they're just showing up in other movies or whatever. But, uh, you know, I think some people will be excited about this. It makes sense. It was definitely the most popular of those Netflix shows. Probably like the easiest choice for them to make, right? Yeah. Um, uh, although I said uh, uh, Mike Coulter and Kristen Ritter like they were in a photo together this week just on one of their Instagrams and one of I them I saw that yeah. yeah and one said something like oh maybe like so maybe they've been contacted about appearing maybe in the Daredevil show or in something else I don't know if they're going to get like a, their own show again that's maybe a little far-fetched right now but it's not impossible maybe, it's maybe not impossible especially now that they're just doing like these six episode shows which mm. are presumably cheaper than the you know 10 to 13 or whatever the Netflix one Did were. you see the She-Hulk CGI? Yes, they're definitely cheaper. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, even that aside, though, like, just per episode, mm. the, the, the sheer runtime, those tended to be quite long seasons and pretty hefty episode lengths. Oh, yeah, that was back when uh, Netflix were doing 13 one-hour episodes for the shows. Right, whereas these Disney ones are now, what, five to six hours on average? Aye, yeah. Much. It's, which is like less than half the time of the Netflix show. So just the budget is clearly significantly less just on that alone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, possibly getting more Daredevil. Uh, I guess be excited if you wish. Uh, oh, I mean, we're, we're running a bit late. We can skip the Star Wars story if you, if you want. How dare you? I, <laughs> Joe, I, I thought you weren't going to bring it up, so I had it in my back pocket. Uh, look, look. I, I I know your tricks. I came prepared with my Doctor Who and Star Wars. Don't you worry. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's a mysterious new Star Wars project from John Watts, who directed the the Spider Man trilogy that just wrapped up. Um, mm-hmm. So no one really knows much about it. It is described as a coming of age story in the vein of classic Amblin films, uh, Thing ET, Gremlins, and the Goonies, but Star Wars. If this isn't the Star Wars show for you, nothing is. For me. Yeah, you you love that that shit. I, I mean, yes, I I am partial to a fair bit of it. Yes. Yeah. So th- this is this is going to be your Star Wars show. Well, also, I I don't know if you saw there was like a I don't know if it was like an investor call or whatever it was with Lucasfilm that Kathleen Kennedy was given the other day and oh, probably oh some of the stuff that came out just baffled me. They mentioned the. Uh, I think the Rogue One show spin-off, the, the mm. Andor one, is coming, I think they said this summer, or late summer, so I think that's coming probably probably August, because uh, we haven't heard anything yet. Yeah, summer 2022, it just says here. Yeah, and they mentioned the third season of Mandalorian was either going to be late 22 or early 23, which has maybe had some slight internal delays, because originally we were told late 2022 so but i mean i guess they're then not 100 percent sure yet on that mm. the the real thing that really bugged me in that is so you know how solo didn't do so hot as a movie 
I recall, yes. Do you want to know the lesson they learned from that? Don't make your Star Wars movies. That is not the lesson they learned. Although, that said, all Star Wars movies are kind of on hold right now and they're doing TV stuff. But that was not the lesson they learned from that. The lesson they learned from that is recasting characters doesn't do so well. So we have to do the CGI puppetry and and, and awful. No, don't do like, that either. No, I, I yeah, actually yeah, kind of no, no, no. I, I kind of agree with the, w- w- the first part of that, which is maybe let's not recast characters, just leave them alone and do new characters. I'm all for that, but that, that's not me saying go do the CGI bollocks to bring them back from the dead. Yeah, you know, you can't have both. And oh. and also that in uh, a time where we are just uh, as as we say this about a week away. From them launching a TV show featuring a recast character. Who's recast? Nobody. By definition, you know, you McGregor is a is a recasting younger version of yeah, the character. But it's been longer since the prequels now than the originals were when the prequels came out, so he feels like he's no, an no, original no, but, now. <laughs> right, but when, when those movies came out, it was like a oh, whole don't know how you feel about recasting Obi Wan and doing this, you know, young new I, thing. All I can say is that I'm pretty sure she was not even thinking about him at all when she said that statement. Oh, she she definitely wasn't. But in theory, there is absolutely no difference. He he's he's been weirdly grandfathered then just because time has passed now. <laughs> <laughs> he has, yeah. Um I, yeah. I did see uh one I didn't read the whole thing, but I saw like just a, a snippet of a quote. Uh, someone asked her about the, the Ryan Johnson trilogy. And it's on hold, I think, officially. Yeah, she yeah. said, it's on hold. He's busy with Netflix and Knives Out. And it sounded really salty to me, like, that prick went and took a deal <laughs> to make Knives Out movies. I, I didn't see the full quote, so I didn't realise that was a part of it. But, yeah. yeah, and I'm sure, I'm sure I'm making it sound saltier than it actually was, but I just, I, I read that part, oh, he's busy with Netflix and, like, Knives Out sequels, and I went... It sounded salty in your head. I was like, oh, that's, that's yeah, that sounded catty to me. Like, yeah, she sounds like she's got the claws out with that. Uh, but... Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to Knives Out too, though. I mean, before I actually like the first one well enough, and I, that's the first Ryan Johnson movie I actually quite enjoy, to be honest. Uh, Not the first one for me. I mean, because I, I didn't like Brick that much. I didn't like Star Wars: The Last Jedi that much. It's still much better than Rise of, uh, Rise of Skywalker, though. Just for the record, before anyone says it. Yeah, yeah, you're not a Rise of Skywalker defender. Clearly. Yeah, no, that movie's that movie's committee approved trash. <laughs> I can't argue that much, <laughs> and I—I I mean, like I—I I, I love Last Jedi. Clearly, uh, I, I do not love Rise of Skywalker. I—I uh, I, I like Looper more than you do. I don't love it, but I like it more than you do. Oh yeah, I don't like Looper. I—I I was so excited for Looper because the premise sounds so good, and I like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, I like Bruce Willis. That's, I mean, admittedly, he was down on the downturn at that point, but like when he was in his prime, I liked Bruce Willis a lot. I, look, he was not the problem with that movie, though. Oh no, he wasn't. He wasn't. No, no, he was fine. Well, I, I like that movie more than you do. I don't love it, but I like it more than you. Yeah, so... Yeah, so there's a new Star Wars uh, series, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, of course, it's on TV news. That's why it's here. <laughs> we, we spent so long talking about movies there that I was starting to doubt what we were talking about. <laughs> it's fine. We're only... God, an hour and 45 minutes odd into this. Uh, yeah, yes, yes. We're on TV. Yes. <laughs> so... That, that's that's the main bit of news. It's Star Wars Stranger Things, basically. Is uh, everyone this. wants their Stranger Things these days, don't they? Well, they seem to be going for. 
I, I, you know, honestly, like, the thing with Star Wars right now is everything just feels... There's a bit of a desperation smell to everything they're announcing to try and, like, win people over, because... You know, Solo didn't do so hot. They pissed off a lot of people with Last Jedi. They pissed off the other people with Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> like, yeah, there's a, it feels like there's a lot of, like, trying to win favour, so everything's really safe and, like... I'm looking forward to Kenobi. I say looking forward to Kenobi in the sense of, as I look forward to pretty much every Star Wars project, I've actively avoided all the marketing. Um, so have I, but for completely different reasons. Yeah, I saw you, McGregor, accidentally confirmed that Mary Elizabeth Winstead is in the Ahsoka show. Which was rumored. Um, I'm, sh- I'm sure. Was she in another better. thing, Star Wars, before? No. Okay. So no, there was. So, was... so that's just a casting, like thing. Then. It was. It was. But the the rumors when they came out were that she was playing a, a recast version of Leia. Ah. Um. Now maybe with Kathleen Kennedy's <laughs> statement, not maybe not. <laughs> maybe not so much. But they they'd never even confirmed that she was in the show un- until. He let it slip in the interview this <laughs> on, week. On that, there was just a funny thing. You, you, know, you know how like game announcements are really secretive, and they want to make it a big deal when they announce them at an event, and then they always leak, and it's hilarious. They do, oh, that does happen, but that's that's its own special breed of thing. Then you have what happened this week, where just casually, Norman Reedus in an interview went, "Oh, we just started the second disc round." <laughs> like, oh, thanks, yeah. thanks, Norman. Yeah, <laughs> could, yeah, yeah. Could you Hollywood was... actors do not understand. No, they don't understand because, because yeah, movies you talk about doing them unless, like, there's a little bit of that secrecy with like the MCU and stuff where they, they're, 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 they're really. Well, there's generally like an open secret of yeah, we're making another one. Yeah. Um. So he, he just casually mentioned it, and I'm sure, he, I'm sure, I'm sure they are. I'm sure he's telling the truth, but that's the sort of thing that. They'd be working on that for two years before they tell us about it normally. <laughs> Kojima just doesn't have those Marvel snipers trained on him. That's no, what it no, no. is. Um, and I'm sure Kojima will slap him on the wrist, but then he loves him too much to like, like you know, hold a grudge. So it, he he is a wacky fella as it is. He'll slap him on the wrist and go, and then be like, ah, come here, let's go and listen to some crazy music. Unless this is like a work, and he's intentionally said that, so everyone thinks. Death Stranding 2 is a thing, but Kojima's actually told him to do that because he's playing, like, you know, fourth-dimensional, like, marketing. He did, he did mention Silent Hill in the same interview. Ah, see, yeah. So it's going to turn out... That and then the five Silent Hill projects that have kind of leaked from Konami are all fake. They're yeah. all planted by Kojima so that when they announce Silent Hills... Yeah, it's all it's all part of his master plan. Because in, in that interview, Redis was, was saying how uh, Del Toro was the one that set him mm. up with, uh, with Kojima. He's like, hey, this guy's going to phone you. He's going to offer you a job. Just say yes. yes. And, and he was saying, you know, you know, Kojima came to him. He was working on this game called Silent Hill. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I mean we kind of knew that, obviously, at the time. But And what's going to happen is they're going to announce Silent Hills. It's going to be revealed in the ending of David Lynch's next movie. That's my prediction. <laughs> as batshit insane as that sounds. <laughs> Between Lynch and Kojima, I can buy it. <laughs> the only, the only thing holding that up is that is Konami. Oh yeah, Konami are the worst. But hey, yeah. hopefully, hopefully they'll sell some. Apparently, EA wants to are, are wanting to sell now. That was just which today. is crazy to me because EA rake it in. They do. Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, they, they 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 lost the FIFA brand and now they're like, well, shit. What are we gonna do? They lost the FIFA brand and the last Battlefield undersold. So maybe they're like, oh shit, let's just sell. Sell, sell, sell. Yeah. You see what Activision are getting? Sell. Let's just sell and get out of this game. Just, just to the cash. Oh dear. Um, that's that's all. 
That'd be so weird if one side owned all the sports games. <laughs> it probably just ha- it probably like with uh, the MLB game. They probably eventually just have to be multiplayer. I, I don't think either yeah. of Sony or Microsoft will be allowed to buy EA. They're too big. Microsoft maybe at this point with Activision and Bethesda. The Sony maybe. Oh, maybe. It depends. Yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, the EA for me boils down to two things. It boils down to Mass Effect and Dead Space, and that's all I care about. So I just want my Dragon Age. Tough. You know what's going to happen? They're going to sell their entire company to either Sony. It's going to be Star Wars thirteen thirteen all over again. Or they're going to, maybe or maybe they'll sell it to like you know whoever just bought uh, the the Western Taffa Square Enix. I think it was. It wasn't Tencent, was it? No, no, it was uh, em- Embracer Group. Embracer Group, yeah, the one, the one that have uh, THQ and all that. Um, yeah. And apparently, apparently, I know we're going to gaming t- talk here, but apparently today, uh, Take Two and some other huge company that I don't really know that well are merging, and it may not mean that anything in the long run, but that's happening. So there's a lot of mergings and sales going on. Whatever. Anyway, back to TV, right? We're only Which is allegedly what we're here to talk about. We're only an hour 45 out of this. <laughs> oh, right. Getting ready to sleep. Squid Game was a pretty big hit, right? Cultural phenomenon that people have then forgotten about because it was a Netflix show. I don't think people have. I think people care about it. Do you know what? Squid Game is easily the biggest hit Netflix have had in years, right? It easily was. It is, yeah. It was huge. And it was it was wonderful. It's, it's easily the most enthusiastic I've been. I actually finished it. I cared enough to finish it. Right? It was good. You haven't done that since probably Dark was the last thing you finished before that from Netflix, I guess. It may it may have been. I can't remember what the last full season of Netflix I watched was before that. But anyway, uh, the creator of Squid Game, uh, Huang Dong Hyuk, he is developing another show. Uh. Is it Octopus Game? No. He's developing a show which is a satirical look at the creation of Squid Game titled The Best Show on the Planet. <laughs> okay. I, I love this guy. I love the balls this man has. I love this guy. <laughs> this yes. guy belongs in the Pantheon with Kojima and uh, Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah. It, it's in its infancy, apparently. There's not a lot of details. But he says it's a satirical comedy. Uh, it would be a reflection on Squid Game's overnight success based on his personal experience of being thrust into the limelight. Um, so, yeah. Obviously, I assume he's still involved in Squid Game Season 2 as well. So, he obviously, this will this, this, this will chuck along whilst that's happening. Nice little side project, yeah. Uh, that sounds like this is just a way for him to vent and get like some jokes out about the experience. And make some cash while he does it. The best show on the planet. I just, I love the audacity of that title. Uh, yeah, yeah. I love great. that guy. It's great. I mean, I was half expecting, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer to be mentioned when I, I mm-hmm. saw that in the headline, but yeah, it's fine. Um, all right. Next up, Hulu uh, is landed a card book to adapt called A Calculated Man. Yeah. Uh, so this is Aftershock Media's book uh so the early stages peter calloway executive producer on the nevers um and co-executive producer on freeform's marvel cloak and dagger series i mean we make fun of it because it's freeform but we never actually watched cloak and dagger so that's us say much no no we never watched that uh 
I also Legion on FX, so a bit of a way gamut of stuff there. Um, so he's going to showrun this. Uh, the comic comes from Paul Tobin and artist Al- Alberto Albuquerque. Uh, it is a math-inspired crime series that follows Jack Beans, an accountant living in witness... Jack pro- Beans. Jack Beans, yes. It's a great name. <laughs> I'm glad you approve. <laughs> an accountant living in witness protection after betraying his former employers, the Pinafore crime family. Uh, after three years, Jack decides to reclaim his old life. What follows is a journey full of murder, mayhem, and mathematics. Murder, mayhem, maths. Okay, sure, why not? It's just it's got, a, it's, got a it's got a spin to it. It's got some alliteration, if nothing else. And sometimes that's all you need to carry the day. Alliteration's important, right? It is. So I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I, lo- I love how the sun has actually risen behind me over the course of... Uh, it, yeah, it's very bright out there right now. <laughs> I, we can tell. You look like a goddamn ghost. Well, I'm sorry that there's daylight. It is... <laughs> Jesus, it's almost 7 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up. Um, Where are we here? Uh, ABC has made some orders, uh, unsurprisingly. Uh, they have ordered Alaska, a spin-off of The Rookie called The Rookie Feds. This is starting to sound like that FBI, kind of FBI Most Wanted, FBI International Ballads. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, and then there's also a comedy here, which is here just because it's in the same article as the two dramas, uh, called Not Dead Yet. <laughs> Did you want me to just duplicate the article and just do the comedy earlier on? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Fair enough, uh, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> so, Alaska, the Hilary Swank starring show, um, is brought to series. I got a pilot order last September. Uh, Swank stars as Eileen Fitzgerald, a recently disgraced reporter who leaves her high-profile New York life behind to join a daily metro newspaper in Anchorage on her journey to find both personal and professional redemption. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I love it. They hit the bang on buzzword, and I thought that other one earlier was was a bit much. The bear, but yeah, but that, did, know what? that did it four times though. <laughs> it did. I thought that you know how the bear gave me the double. Yeah. Um. I thought this was as well. I thought that yeah, where, yeah. wherever she was going was going to be a hometown. I know. She's she's new to Anchorage. She's never been there before. You're fine. Yeah. So this is coming from Spotlight and Stillwater director Tom McCarthy. So he's got a director uh, attached to him. I like uh, Spotlight. Yeah, so and McCarthy directed the the pilot episode as well as wrote the pilot episode. Uh, and Swank's the executive producer, which is not surprising. Usually, when you get a big star on a TV show, they get a bit extra money by producing it as well. Uh, yeah. So we get, get that cash. Cool. Uh, so then the rookie spinoff, the rookie feds, as it's currently known, it might change, uh, and I hope it does because it's a terrible title. <laughs> the rookie really colon feds. It just does not roll off the, the tongue. The at rookie's all. the uh, the Fillion show, right? Yeah, Nathan Fillion. He's like basically the whole gimmick of that show is that he's already he's in old. his forties, but he decides to become a cop. So he's like he's this like really old rookie. Um, yeah. So apparently this was backdoor kind of piloted uh, in the rookie last season. Aren't all these sorts of shows backdoor piloted? I don't know if they all are, but uh, the, the cop shows. Oh sure. Uh, it was introduced in a two-part event during the fourth season of the show, uh, where Officer John Nolan, uh, Fillion's character, 
and the LA division of the FBI enlist help of uh, Simone Clark when one of her former students is a suspect in a terror attack. Uh, so what I wonder though, is there actually going to be a rookie FBI agent so that it keeps the gimmick of the show or is it just a generic FBI show that just happens to be in the same universe as the rookie? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> probably they'll have a rookie just to keep the gimmick. Yeah, probably. But uh, I don't think they'll be old this time. Nah, I'll just be, it'll be, yeah, it'll be like a young Clary Starling type thing, probably. Yeah. Oh, do you remember there was a horrible Silence of the Lambs TV show like two years ago that we did the pilot for? I do remember that. Oh, I'd forgotten about that until you just, I just mentioned Clary Starling. Oh, that was awful. That was terrible. All right. Uh, and then the comedy here at the end of this, uh, not dead yet. <laughs> Uh, from the Real Annals creator, uh, David Windsor and Casey Johnson. Based on Alexandra Potter's Confessions of a 40-something F-Up. I'm censoring that. Uh, it sees Jane the Virgin star play Nell Stevens, a broke and newly single self-described disaster, working to restart the life and the career she left behind 10 years ago. When she lands the only job she can find, writing obituaries. Nell starts getting life advice from some unlikely sources. Honestly, I think that's a decent premise for a sitcom. I think I said that when we first talked about it. Uh, yeah. Obituary writer leads itself to a lot of comedy, I think. So, that's fine. It does. You can get wacky with it. Yeah. Uh, so, that's all ABC uh, series orders uh, for what's coming. So, uh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Fox, they've got a, a show they've ordered here. Yeah. What are they pairing a cop with this time? Fox have given a straight-to-series order to Alert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a character-driven police procedural. <laughs> uh-huh. Is. From the Blacklist creator John uh, Eisendrath and Jamie Fox, who's producing, uh, not starring, just to <laughs> put that out there before everyone gets excited. Uh, Alert uh, had a script, a format, and backup script. <laughs> I've had a backup script? Well, uh, at the network as part of the Fox script-to-series drama development track. Uh, alert is about LAMPU. This is an acronym, clearly. Uh, L-A-M-P-U. Uh, the Los Angeles Police Department's Missing Persons Unit. I think we're LAMPU. Yeah, LAMPU, sure. Uh, when police officer Nikki Parker's son goes missing, she joins the LAPD's Missing Persons Unit to help other people find their loved ones. Even as she searches for her son, six years... Sorry, it was her son. End of sentence. Six years later, her world is turned upside down when her ex-husband, Devin Zollner, shows up with proof-of-life photo of their missing boy. Or is it? <laughs> this series is a procedural drama with the search for missing person in each episode. It runs alongside the overarching storyline of Nikki and Devin's quest to find out the truth about the person claiming to be their long-lost son. You know what? They never gave us a partner who's a something. They didn't. And that sounds like a very typical network TV show. I respect them a little bit for being just like straight up like, no, we'll just do a missing person square. I mean, she's working with her ex-husband to find her son. I guess you could argue that that's kind of the partner, but but, nah. But but, they're very honest about it. They're like, well, it's just case of the week. Just go with it. They've moved on. They've moved on. The final news story of the week about time. It's only two hours. <laughs> we're just hitting the... We're just about to hit the two hours. We're one hour 59 on my clock here. Yeah. Uh, the True Lies reboot has been picked up by CBS. 
Oh, of all places. <laughs> Bringing, returning to television after a, was it a six-year break? Mick G is descending <laughs> from the heavens to graces with his directorial skills. Was he taking a break from making the babysitter movies? Oh, dear. Uh, Which I yeah. actually enjoyed more than I would expect. Uh, babies, the first babysitter movie is really good. The second one's watchable, but it's definitely far messier than the first oh, one. Oh, it's a, it's a significant step down, but there are a lot worse things you could put on. Oh, yeah. It's a lot more convoluted. It's a lot messier. So the first one is definitely much better and works on its own. But if you do but want a sequel... The first one's a legitimately good movie. The yeah. second one's like, yeah, I mean, it, it's fun. So, yeah, uh, it's a reboot of the James Cameron action comedy. Oh, do you know what? Does this mean they'll finally, like, upgrade it? No, no, they won't. Yeah, despite you, despite you wishing it, you can sacrifice as many goats as you want. They've already confirmed the abyss is coming this year. This is the perfect reason to do True Lies as well, which is still stuck in standard definition land. Okay, it's not even get a 1080p version yet. It is time for True Lies in 4K. Okay, it's time True for lies. it. It's time for the sleazy car salesman Bill Paxton whining about his tiny penis to Arnold Schwarzenegger. It is time for that in 4K, baby. Okay? What the world deserves. It's actually baffling to me, given given how much money Cameron movies rake in consistently. I know. <laughs> that they don't just pump these out and be like, here, buy them. Yeah, <laughs> it's staggering. His other movies get re-released constantly. It's just for, for whatever reason, because these, these need new transfers... That and he needs to sign off like, on like, them. I appreciate that it, it costs them money to to you know produce. Yeah, these. but far lesser movies have had the the upgrade treatment. Yes, and uh, look, I'm not like you know, I like Cameron well enough. I like some of his movies. I love some of his movies, but I'm not like the biggest you know fan like you are. But there's a lot of shit that gets transferred into 4K, right? That and I love it just I, as much as this would. I love I love watching like an 80s stupid little horror movie that clearly has no deserving right to be remastered, but it has been, and it looks great. I, I watched Nightmare Beach a couple of weeks ago, and it's a <laughs> sleazy... That has not had a 4K transfer. It's not 4K, it's only HD, but like it's a good HD like remaster, though. It looks great. Oh, like like one of those like Arrow or like... Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was either A8 Films or something, something else that did it. Uh, but... yeah, one, of, one of those companies that puts in way more <laughs> effort than most of these movies deserve. Let's, let's be fair, And right? I'm watching this movie... Uh, set during spring break where the killer is a biker who has rigged the back of his motorbike to electrocute people and when it happens it's the most comical thing ever where you can clearly see they've swapped in a puppet for some of the the, the burning it sounds amazing yeah. it's and john saxon's in it it's 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 delightful the acting is is pretty bad across the it is a f- delightful little time and i bought it on itunes for like 199 and it looks pristine it looks like it's been given love and attention. And I love that. I love that about, like, just where we are with movie remasters and making sure everything gets a bit of love. So it is time for True Lies in the Abyss. And the Abyss is confirmed. Uh, Cameron said he signed it off is, on it. But if you want to watch True Lies, you might as well get a VHS out. <laughs> What's funny is that technically there is a HD version of True Lies that exists in a short-lived format that was HD VHS. I don't even know if I'm familiar with HDVHS. Well, it wasn't called that. It was called DV, DVHS, I think was the name of it. But it was basically this format, and it kind of came at a weird like middle ground where DVD was taken off. Was, was this like the, the, the earlier equivalent to HD DVDs? 
kind of it, it was basically it was like it was still tape but it was like digital tape i think i think that's what it stood for probably digital vhs which is a thing like i, I actually did like a a work placement with a tv studio and like all their backups because it tapes like dependable whereas like you know digital data Unless can be a wiped. Magnet anywhere near it yeah but you can store tape as a sort of like a separate backup so you always want extras um so a lot of what they do is like you know so what they had me doing in workplace was just like copying stuff to like digital tape but the weird thing about digital tape is you can actually like program it to go to the exact frame you want to and splice things you know like it's really controllable because it is digital even though it's tape uh so it's interesting and you can see you know why it failed because you know having things where you could skip around and you know like not have to rewind and fast forward yeah like there's a lot of reasons why it didn't take off but there's there's only like I don't know. It's one of those things where there's probably only like fifty movies ever get released for it. But one of the movies that got released was True Lies, and it is actually to this day the highest quality version of True Lies because it's higher resolution than SD. So when a version of it exists already in some form, why are they not releasing that transfer? Like just copy that over to a to a, at least a DVD or you know like or, you know, like a, like or a streaming service like quality. I don't know. It's baffling. Just baffling. Yes. I just, uh... Yes. You're looking up your DVHS, is I, I am. I'm just looking up uh, the D- DVHS. Uh, the tapes could hold 50 gigabytes. Like, that, that again, that's how digital it is. Pretty similar to... Same as a Blu-ray. Uh, yeah, standard Blu-ray disc, right? Uh, it's a, yeah, dual-layer Blu-ray, but that's what most of them are. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, so you can see how, in some ways, this was actually kind of ahead of like the technology. This 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 started in nineteen ninety eight, and this was basically the tape equivalent of a Blu ray, but obviously but it was very the niche. Porn never picked it up. The porn never picked it up, so it never became a thing. Um, obviously, it doesn't really matter now because we're so long. It's just so funny that something like True Lies has never got better treatment and <laughs> exists in this format. It's not like it's a tiny movie. I know. It's Arnold. It's Bill Paxton. It's Jamie Lee Curtis. It's, it's, it's Cameron. Eliza right, Dushku. It's, it's, Eliza Dushku from the head uh, television show Buffer the Vampire Slayers in it. Damn it. <laughs> it's not like it's some little scrappy little indie movie that he made on the side, right? It's, it's like, no, this, this has stars in it. This, this would sell. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure Piranha 2 The Spawning's on Blu ray. It bloody well should be. <laughs> Along with Piranha 3 Double D's. This is Piranha. That oh, no, is Piranha Three Double D. You're right. It is. Thank you very much. What was the, that a sequel though? What was that one called? That's the sequel. That's Piranha Three. No, 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 no. So they brought it back with Piranha Three Double D. Yeah. And then they had three. Then a sequel to that. There was a second. There was a second new one. Is there another one? Aye. I'm thinking Double D might have been the second one. I think. The, I think the third one might have been Three D. Oh well, because I, I I don't know where it goes if you start with. Oh, oh no! So sorry. There's Piranha, Piranha Two: The Spawning. Then there's apparently Piranha again. Yeah, okay. and then there's Piranha 3D, and then Piranha 3 Double D. Yes, yes. So the joke, the, that joke title was the the second new one. Yes, it was. But hey, when I made the joke off the top of my head, then it still worked, and you tried to undercut it. 
I'd rather cut. I'm just, I'm just questioning which one you were talking I, about. I bet you can buy three double D on Blu-ray. Of course you can. It came out when Blu-ray was already a thing, so obviously you can buy it on Blu-ray. <laughs> you can buy it on 3D Blu-ray if you got a 3D TV. That's probably true. <laughs> if you need those double Ds to stick out at you, you've got a choice. It, it was. You can buy in a 3D Blu-ray combo pack if you really want to. Alright, okay, so Trillhouse has been ordered at CBS. <laughs> I just want to point out that, like, at the, at the end of this Piranha article about the Piranha 3DD, the home media bit to, to mention that, you mm-hmm. know, that was on Blu-ray, it says, the DVD is known as Piranha DD. <laughs> like, that takes away the whole deal. What's the point? <laughs> what were they thinking? Oh, dear. Oh. You might as well just go to all in and go Piranha DVD and go, mm. or at least, at least make a joke out of it. Uh, I mean, we've been all over the place <laughs> on this episode. And, and clearly the highlight was the bear. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, that was in the first 30 minutes. And e- eons ago at this point. Yeah, I'll never top in that. Uh, so, yes, there you go. Um, that's the TV news of the week. I was going to go for a run tonight, but I'm not anymore. <laughs> Screw that. It's way too late. <laughs> I told you it was going to be a big week. The upfronts happened. Yeah, but... <laughs> Still. <laughs> and you, you, I, should have, I, I should have eaten before we started. And you definitely inflated some of those early stories. This is, this is I, partially Well, that's because you. you didn't have my Doctor Who news. <laughs> This would have gone quicker if you didn't have to fight me on having Doctor Who news. It would have gone quicker if I just didn't do Doctor Who news. <laughs> yeah, but Doctor Who news is more, more important than, than basically everything else we spoke about today. That is not true. Come on, though. Name something here that's more important than Doctor Who news. And do not mention the Piranha 3 double D. Do not bring that up. I mean, I, I think um, a variety of things here... Uh, mm-hmm. we we have let's see Yellowstone <laughs> Yellowstone six 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 Yellowstone nineteen eighty three Yellowstone nineteen thirty two it was eighteen eighty three actually Yellowstone Tulsa King Yellowstone Stranger Things Yellowstone <laughs> Walker Texas Ranger Yellowstone Walker Texas Ranger the Independence of the Coward <laughs> Who Shot uh, Robert Ford. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, touche! Uh, <laughs> you win. Yeah, always. So here we go. That is that is the the TV news for the week. It was an epic edition. Uh, I suspect they won't give us nearly as much to talk about next week, which pr- probably for the best. Uh, but yeah. uh, hopefully you had a good time, and we will see you soon. Uh, as as for plugging things that came out, obviously we reviewed this week's Better Call Saul. Um, I reviewed uh, the pilot of the first episode of Night Sky, the new Amazon show that went up yesterday when this goes out. So we'll go have a, have a look at that. Plus, obviously... We, we, we did an episode of Star Trek Next Gen that people seem to be into for some unknown, unfathomable reason. The thumbnail's got cleavage in it, and it's doing better than like any episode of Next Gen has ever done. It is b- b- baffling. Well, we, we, we have learned lessons. Uh, so, yes. Go check out that. Uh, and, of course, Star Trek, speaking of Strange New Worlds... Um, 
the new episode from this week won't be up by the time this goes out, but it should be up sometime tomorrow when this goes out. Uh, just because of when me and Tara can... Is that episode two or three? Three, yeah. Three was this week, so... Uh, the first two are already up, of course, you can go check out those. Uh, but me and Tara can't record the review of that till Sunday night, so it's a, that's a Monday release. Uh, just cause. So, Better late than never. Go and check out all the TV content. Go check out Mail Fuzz Movies for the movie podcast. That is the show. Uh, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash TV. If you like these ridiculous podcast episodes, the TV news tends to be varying degrees of silly. They go and support it's it over there. nonsense, isn't it? Hit the thanks button on here if you want, uh, if you if you prefer that. But go go to your Patreon. You can support us over there. That was a dollar per month, and uh, that'll that'll do it. So thank you very much for joining us. Keep watching TV. Have you got any vanilla?